Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJK Conveyor Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We talk about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours. And this week happens to be 2016 finale week. <sighs> Such a big week. Massive. I'm Vaya. I'm CJ. And I'm Kate. We have gathered together in uh, the mobile pirate net studio back in the... Uh, the apartment that Carl and Izzy rented out while they were having... Oh, that's, I forgot where we hair. were. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably actually done up a bit differently because the Tanaka brothers are in here. Oh, is that the right. same set, do you reckon? I think it probably is the same Didn't set. Didn't they, like, build extra levels on top of, like, Lassiter's yeah, for the Tanakas? It looks exactly the same as this apartment, though. I think it's just that set with a different paint colour. True, true. You can't say Tanaka without me thinking about this, the promo for next series. And we can't talk about that yet, so we can't talk about okay. the Tanakas yet. So, so what's going to happen is we will... Build up to the finale, the Draws Wedding, D bombshells. Uh, firstly, though, it's Logie's voting season. Hashtag Toadie for Gold Logie. Yeah. Get in, vote early, vote often. This is our chance, people. We've got to get Toadie in. And for international friends that don't know the Logies, think of it as Australia, Australia's Shitizen of the Year, but for television. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the cheap Emmys. Yeah. And people will make fun of it, but really secretly everyone wants to be involved. And neighbours have not had a Logies um, win in like decades. I'd really? say now. So who was last one? Do we know? Well, did Paige got did Paige get nominated last year? Maybe I think I yeah. Think so, yeah. But they certainly haven't won one in forever. The only one I remember from recent memory is when um, Carmela won Best New Talent. Oh yes, I actually think that probably was the last <laughs> win. And I can't. That's because she was hot. Who that is. Mm. I remember she was a nun for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember her actually. Yeah. So. We think it's Ryan Maloney's year, Best mm-hmm. Actor and Gold Logie winner. Go to our website, neighbourspod.com, for the campaign. Share the picture, share the images. Toady for Gold Logie with the number four. Get your copy of TV yeah. Week, get the code word and vote. Yeah, so the important thing here is that the voting, the only chance we get at voting is before the 18th of December. Mm-hmm. And that works out both, A, the, the um, finalists, and be the actual winner. Yes, so you need to do it now. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can't even vote for the winner later. No, no, no. Wow. No. So they'll, they'll announce the finalists, but that's it. And, and then, and then on the day, on award night, that's when we find out. I just want to let you guys know that um, I walked into the room and caught my husband voting today. So um, <laughs> could have gone bad. I, I know it could have gone bad, but that's what I caught on his computer screen. Nothing else, just that. <laughs> and did you think to yourself, "That's why I married him"? I did, and I thought, "I hope he voted for who we told him to." Yes, because <laughs> my boyfriend works for not a rival show because it's the same. Well, it's on at exactly the same time. It's on at the exact same time. So I said, "Make sure you share our Tony Loki's campaign." And he said, "Like three of my workmates are nom- like going to be nominated." So I'm like, "Too bad." But one of his workmates won last year. Yeah, so spread so, it around. You know, spread one it around. won the previous year to exactly. that. So yeah. yeah. Actually, well, I feel like they've had enough. Particular shows had enough. Neighbours' turn, unless KB's going to win. Oh yeah, then then yeah. Well, KB got a shout out in the um the winner's speech last year. That uh, that was pretty bloody exciting. Well, if Ryan Maloney wins, neighbours can get a bloody shout out. Yeah, get get Vaya to get a shout out. (laughs) So Ryan Maloney's somewhat like um he's iconic. He's iconic, but he's like what's her face from Home and Away. Sally? Yeah, Sally. And what about the year Alf won? Yeah, Alf yeah. won, like, yeah. what, three years ago? That should be an example to all na- Neighbours fan and Neighbours listeners. If Alf can get over the line, yeah. bloody toadfish can. 
Yeah, and especially this year. And at the end of this episode, we'll play a couple of voice memos from Neighbours listeners who are giving uh, Toad, Toadfish mad props for mm-hmm. his skills this year to celebrate. Toadie for Gold Logie. Excellent. Now, just an important point for people to note. So it did say it was only open to Australian Okay. Photos. So, not that I'd endorse doing this, but come on, use Google Maps and find an address and use yeah. that. Yeah, or call on your rellos and friends that live in Australia and get them to do a proxy vote for you. Go yeah, you know what? Neighbours is shot in a place called Pin Oak Court. 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 Yes, actually, use that, that would be gold. <laughs> Vermont South. Yeah. yeah. Google Map that. Yeah, so sort it out. Just get it done. Yeah, and get everyone you know to vote. Yeah. Guys, we're serious about this. It's been a disappointing year for election results and we just want some goodness to come out of 2016. Yeah, just buck it up. Buck it up for the new year. Now, let's take it back to Monday the 28th of November. We don't have a Nayblog recap this week, but we will talk to Nayblog over the summer break, possibly to recap the webisodes with us. I'm very excited about that. So stand by for that. So we're going to do a kind of jumble of Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll kick off first with the Canning household and the resolution of the Fifi Box storyline, Brooke mm-hmm. Butler, Zankan's mum, who's been swindling the street with her jewellery scheme. Yeah. Monday the 20th of November kicks off with Trey, the nuggety bloke that I thought possibly his name in the script was a type of Trev. Trev, yeah, he's, he's more mm. of a Trev. And I was so excited to see him after Ve- listening to Vea's accurate description of what he looked like. I was like, oh, yeah, he is wearing a Kappa tracksuit. <laughs> Although I think, no, the Kappa tracksuit was Macca the jewellery pimp. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But hang on. No, that's right. I was excited that he was, yes, as described, a nuggety bloke. I think a lot of people that circulate around Brooke as a character wear Kappa tracksuits. Yeah. Like, I think it's just part of her, you know, her avatar. I wonder, do you reckon Kappa tracksuits are a thing in the UK in terms of like being like a cultural touchstone of what Um, makes a scumbag? People that are into soccer. And there'd be a particular team, I'm sure. And it wouldn't be Manchester. It'd be another one, probably. Um, Could be a dumb question. What is it exactly? Oh, so those silhouettes of the nubile young ladies sitting back to back um, and they run down, down the, the stripe. And yeah. Oh. So it's it's like it's a bit pervy, but, you know, it's like it's active wear for old bogues. <laughs> yeah. It, remember they, they added a snap pants? Yeah. Yeah. They were the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the outfit of the jewellery pimp and associates. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. And this is what made me think, uh, okay, Fifi Box is one of her first acting gigs and this is what made me think she's really done a top job because Trey Trev walks in and Fifi goes, you look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been working out? That's what she said. I so want her around all the time just to pump up my tyres. Kate, what have you done with your hair? It looks so nice. (laughs) And she was lovely. And then she she went straight for the Morshuri. Yeah. With him, she's like, oh, what, what's what's going on, Moshari? <laughs> yeah, she, she's not discerning. She'll just bandy that around to everyone. Mm. And in this thread, we find out Fifi confesses that she's been trying to pay back her $12,000 debt to the a current affair lover that she swindled. Just get a job. Come on. It's, yeah. easy, it's literally easier to get a, a job with an income and just pay it off rather than having to swindle every single person you've ever met. Yeah, because setting up those sorts of jewellery parties takes up time and effort and energy. Yeah. Well, it she, actually is a job. Why not just get a legitimate one? Yeah. Can't she yeah. get it like a personal loan? Probably. Well, no, she doesn't have a job. Yeah, so if she got, if she got a job, she could then get a personal loan and... Pay it all off straight away. Yeah. Uh, so she, she confesses to Zankan that her business was was selling fake jewellery. It basically says, back me up on this kid. Like, I've got no one. You're it. You're all mm. I've got. And I really felt for those two in that moment because 
you you really do feel an alliance to your mum in those yeah. situations. And mm-hmm. I would probably there's probably nothing I wouldn't do for my mum if she came up to me and said, "Look, uh, I'm into some shonky beers." I'm like, "All right, what do you need me to do? What do you need me?" Yeah, yeah. no, I'd be like, if it was my mum, yeah, I'd be like, "All right, how are we going to work this out?" I'm, I'd be writing out like different scenarios of how are we going to do this. But mm, my yeah, God, 100%. I'd be getting I'd be giving Carl the cheapest jewelry possible. Yeah, I would even float the theory of let's just take this the fake ring to Carl and he might not even notice. Yeah. I don't think you would have noticed. No. And let's face it, like, Susan, it's not like she's, you know, doing Tough Mudder. Like, when's she going to be wearing this jewellery in, like, a tough circumstance? She's, she's not the most, like, feminine jewellery wearer. She's either. not. She's yeah. got fancy pants. No, no, not at all. So she'll be happy with her. What was the the ring oh, called? Okay. Yes, yes. This is this is my point to, to shine. Okay. So they speculated that it might be red beryl. Mm, lovely. Now, do you know what beryl is? You, you, you know it. In a name. It's, it's um, green form as emerald and blue as aquamarine. Oh. So it's not as not as cheap as it, they're making it sound. But not – So yeah. I, I was like, red beryl, that's interesting. You'd think they'd just say garnet because that's generally the kind of like a good substitute for ruby. And garnet's quite lovely as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually Googled red beryl on the spot because I was like, I wonder what it's also known as. And apparently it's an extremely rare ge- gemstone. So oh. basically, no, this ring ain't red beryl. It's probably red glass. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. So maybe that Carl could have walked off with a profit if he'd yeah. done his oh, research. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. That's the, he's going to try anyway. Ooh, that could have been an amazing right. resolution if um, Genius Ben had gotten on the Google and went, yeah. "I'm going to look this up," and then he finds out that it's worth three times as much, and then everyone, and then he saves the day. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, they should have just said garnet. A, people <laughs> yeah. know what garnet is. B, everyone knows it's cheaper than ruby. And red barrel sounds like someone's grandma. Yeah, I think they just wanted to use that name. Yeah. Someone found out that there was a red stone called Beryl and they were like, let's do it. Yeah, And so Fifi's booked a taxi to take them to the airport to go to Adelaide. Don't know why it's Adelaide. But, uh, but my God, we've said this before about Adelaide. Just go to the station and catch a train to Adelaide. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my friend took a train once. But yeah. I think it would be hideous. Yeah, but, you know, hideous. like everyone, she has to pay a penance somehow. Yeah, yeah. And also that cab was waiting out the front for like two hours. Did he he have the meter running? I would have been knocking on the door going, can I have my $200 for waiting outside your house (laughs) this whole time? So the cab drives off and Zankan thinks mum's just left her, uh, which does happen later, just not immediately. Mm. And by this stage, the rest of the cannings have barreled in Mm. and have said, we know what's been going on. No one's going anywhere. We know that this is a scam. Um, And this is where... Fifi confesses she's given the money to her old lover. Now she's got no money to pay back the jewellery pimp and it's all just gone to shit. And jewellery pimp comes in in his kappa tracksuit and demands his money back. And Colette Nan, without missing a beat, just goes to her checkbook. checkbook. Yeah, she's got a checkbook. Oh, the old school. Yep. Scribbles it down and hands it straight over. And this and it leads to one of my favourite pieces of audio from the week, which we can hear now. Mum, it's okay, honey. I'll write you a cheque for the whole amount and then you can leave. Can't give him your money. Oh, well, we don't have very much choice, do we? Sheila, do you even have that kind of money? Yes, I earned it pulling honest beers and along with my game show prowess, I could think of 2,000 other ways to spend it. Now, clear out. Primo Colette Nan, pulling honest beers and clear out. She she just got rid of that guy. And it does speak to her character that she's um, wanting to sort out the debt herself just to clear it all up rather than just saying, get out and take Mm. your debt with you. And it it was beautiful, the fact that she said, this is family. This is my granddaughter's mother. Yes, she's like sold us up the garden path, but Mm. we've got to stick with, we've got to sort this out. 
It actually made me – I really enjoyed Fifi Box's appearance to start off with, but mm. this actually made me really sad and for what what came after this made me really sad that she was a guest role Yeah, because this was actually the start of the character. Yeah. So the fact that Sheila said, I'm going to clear this debt, you're going to come, you know, and she just forgave her and said, you know, your family, let's, let's work on it. So after this happens, um, Sheila lays it out to uh, Brooke and says, you know, you're going to pull beers for me. You're going to you're gonna do this. You're going to stay in Xanthi's life. She has a, a good one-on-one with mm. her about being a good mum. Mm. And then she leaves. And like, she decides, I think as Gary guilt trips her, it's yeah. like you have to do what's best for Xanthi. And then she reads Xanthi's diary, which yeah. firstly would have been a miracle because I don't think Xanth can, can string a sentence together on well, paper. Look, to be honest, I reckon it would have been very large letters. So it probably yeah. wasn't as, as lengthy as it looked. And also it was a KKK diary, which I have. I totally clocked that it was a KKK diary. <laughs> and, you know, at the start of the year she couldn't read or write. Yeah. So it was weird that she went and bought a diary at the it's start not, of the year. It is a testament to how good Aaron's Barra High is. Yeah, yeah, they've really got there with her. Maybe that's one of Susan's strokes of genius. She's like, go buy a diary every day, practice your letters. Yeah. Trace your letters. <laughs> write who you love. Yeah. You know, a new boy every day gives you a lot of letters to learn. And so... Fifi leaves a Dear John letter in that book and yeah. was like, you know, I wanted the best for you. I'm going to go. Good luck. See you later. And it was, it did feel like it was the beginning of something that. It, well, it did like, cause we thought, okay, she's moving into the Canning's house. She's going to work at the pub. Everything's going to be great. I, I could definitely see her as a Janelle-esque character. Yeah. yeah. But she has another job to go back to and we got to say goodbye for now. Yes, or or, 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 or is there something on the horizon mm, which I might yeah. have some insider gossip about? Yeah. But we'll watch this space. Watch this space. We're going to hear more from that in the new year about Lovely. that. Oh, and then Brooke does the uh, the breathy phone call. Yes, yeah. in the payphone yeah, yeah. out the back, which makes you think you know it's definitely not over. Which is amazing. Firstly, it's a miracle that she even found a payphone in this day and age. Usually, they're just yeah. Wi Fi hotspots. Well, we all know where that payphone is. Literally, yeah. there is only one phone in Melbourne now. I think so. Yeah. Yes, if you do the neighbours tour. It's on, it. it's on the back lot. Go to our Neighbours vlog, Neighbours on YouTube. Did and you guys pick it up and see whether it has a dial tone? I don't know if we picked it up, but we definitely got in there and had a good look at the art <laughs> behind it. Yeah. yeah. Look at our vlog. You'll see a very in-depth commentary on oh, yeah, the... because it's got all the, the local business ads yeah. behind it too. Oh, so maybe she like rang up for a pizza or Thai or Chinese. <laughs> There's a, quite a few Thai options that yeah. Tarage dips into. And finally, I think the button to this whole thread was another one of my personal favourite moments was when Sheila has to go and do the tour of duty of the street and tell all the neighbours that they've been scammed and they're not going to get their money back. Mm. And I actually felt really sad for poor Xanthi having to be part of that. That's not her fault. She's a kid at the end of the day and she's having to pay penance for her mother and, and cop mm. kind of the, the angriness of everyone else. Yeah, from snobby Carl. Yeah, no. Although she was a massive part of scheming Carl out of his two grand anyway to get the fake ruby. Yeah. Oh, so my yeah, my two favourite moments was when she has to go and tell Loz that her bridesmaids have to wear fakes. And Loz is like, don't worry about it. They'll just wear fakes. Who cares? And I thought, what a great uh, symbol of that wedding Yeah, to have yeah. fake jewellery on Sham, the bridesmaids. Shams. Everything, everything about that's not quite right. Now, we have to climb back onto our soapbox for a second here and talk um, Erinsborough SVU, mm-hmm. the the sex crime of the week. <laughs> it's essentially a replica of the sex crime of earlier in the year where Creeper, a.k.a. Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, cornered Zancan in a hotel room and essentially mauled her. Yeah, we don't actually know what happened to Zancan, but suffice to say there was no justice for Zancan. No, it was somewhere between first and second base. And he got a slap on the wrist. 
basically he apologised to Zancan, wasn't charged, and then they said because he's got an abusive mother, we can forgive the fact that he's a sexual predator in the making. Are you, like, getting bile rising within you just to hear that again? Yeah, and then it all happened again. With mm. So Angus has been pursuing his teacher. He's, what, 16, 17, yeah, if that. Yeah, but he looks prepubescent. Yeah, she's 30. And Susan has sprung Angus... In bed with Ellie. Yeah, and Ellie's blocked out the fact that he's actually gone the pash while she was black, yeah. blacked out. Yeah, I think, yeah. Look, she was basically in an alcoholic blackout, mm. wasn't she? And she's starting to have flashbacks. And at this point, they've finally looped in Sarah Beaumont. And by the way, the, her flashbacks are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're like um, like a Hitch- Hitchcock film. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Good to have that insight into her mind. And also, by the way... The only voice of reason so far in this storyline is Ben, Susan's grandson, who's defending Ellie. He's like, um, mm. she wasn't conscious and yeah. he made the moves. Oh, fucking Susan, man. She just she just pisses me off. I I don't know how they're why they're trying to make this really sympathetic character. Just turn her into this nasty woman who doesn't believe rape victims. Yeah, just victim blaming, always. So she straight away just gets the cops involved, which is really odd. Like, shouldn't the school have a, a board that assesses this before they take it? No, to actually, I think no, they I made think, the right call. There. Yeah, yeah, I think they made the right call. Okay, there. because I think if it's a crime, yeah, the police should resolve it first. I think that's more of a private school thing to do to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, it is. Mm. <laughs> Someone on Twitter did point out that isn't it a conflict of interest to have the lead guy on the case be the, the guy that the um, rapist impersonated? <laughs> Yeah. The, the accused dressed up as for Halloween Yeah, to bash. But look, it's another dark day for Erinsborough Police when the old everyman constable is investigating insult, assault claims, and which is why he managed to wrap it up within probably, what, two hours? Mm. Yeah, and he never has a partner, so no one can ever val- validate anything he yeah. says. Or, yeah. And he doesn't appear to do any interviews in the actual police station. Or write anything down, mm. even. Just, just, he goes off memory. He's like a yeah. waiter. Yeah. There's waiters that oh, just yeah. don't write down, like... I've got allergies, mate. Write that shit down. Yeah, and you worry. You worry the whole time they go up to the thing. That Did they get it? And like for me, the main worry is did they get that I wanted more potatoes than normal? Um, but or for you, they, like allergies are, they, are real Are they going to leave onions on my burger? Because I don't want to have to pick them out. Yeah, like these are real problems. And that's <laughs> the thing. We, we're going through life worried that dull cop's going to leave onions, figurative onions, on someone's burger. Mm. Yeah, and look, he has before. So it's not, yeah. not you know, not unjust. Well, look, you know, he literally has not arrested one guilty person. Just his, this fr- year. just his friends and family. So the cops are investigating, just having chats. Also, he takes Angus' statement without a guardian present, just mm. in a friend's yeah. house at the Brendan. Yeah, in his own house as well. <laughs> so the cop was interviewing a suspect in the cop's own house. Yeah, there's no coercion going on there, is there? No. While his brother's like arranging like a, some like human trafficking for for the kid. You know how like the record label oh, yes. people come and they just take him, he's gone. Yeah. Don't go to the, the second location, Angus. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Angus, they go through the questioning. Yeah, and they clear Ellie of any wrongdoing. Of course they do because that's – and then they get called back and it's not Brennan anymore. That's not the cop handling it yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, Detlairs is like, I'll oh, roll up her sleeve and, and says, back yeah. off, this, I'll handle this, mate. You know what? I, I do love Detlairs. Yeah. But seriously, she is a detective. Why is all this stuff being handballed onto um, Dull Cop previously? I don't, even, I don't even think he phoned it into his boss. I reckon he just took it upon himself. I reckon he's like the law in town. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a vigilante cops. Yes. <laughs> so Ellie's really rattled and I thought Jodie played it really well. Yeah, she, she was, was pretty mm, good. She was playing that trauma really well because it is 
quite confronting. Often people can sort of shrug it off and go, oh, you just kissed her, whatever. But actually it's quite confronting to have your personal space violated in that way. And also mm. she remembered only a small snippet of what happened to her when she was drunk. She doesn't know what else happened. Yeah, exactly. Other things could have. And yeah. rem- remember uh, earlier this year when there were cameras set up in Lassiter's and she essentially got roofied and someone mm. had her way with his yeah. way with her and we don't have no idea yeah. what happened. So it's hideous. Had a, she's had a tough year. She's had a, like a rough trot. Yeah. I just, look, She we need to crack open everything's anonymous again because she has a drinking problem, she hands does. down. There, there's no arguing. Well, as, or as Susan put it, you have some issues. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Sonia's a bit busy. Let's face it, to yeah, she can't be facilitating it. it. They should get Mama Pappas back. Yeah, she, yeah, she's probably still running meetings. Oh yeah, she, she was good. She put on she? a great span of copper. Mm. She had a gambling addiction. <laughs> she could be down there running it. While Detlez has taken over the case, it all comes to light to her that hang on a second, Angus has. Uh, gone the grope without anybody's consent mm. and that's what we should be prosecuting here. Yeah. So she says, we're going to charge you with sexual assault. And I was like, bam, yeah. this is what I've been waiting for. Justice, justice for the victim. Finally, thank mm. you, neighbours, like retribution. And then in the next breath, Angus has got a record deal and Sarah's going to let him take it. His mum's like, oh, yeah, he's acted out, but just send him to Sydney and to pursue his dream. Are you getting the – I'm getting the lines really blurred between Sarah Beaumont and – Yeah. What's her actual name? Nic- again? Nicola, Nicola Charles. Ch- Nicola Trump sympathiser. Yeah. Charles. Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because after all of Nicola Charles's tweets about Donald Trump's um, – Pussy grabbing. Exactly. Pussy grabs back. She's basically doing the same thing with Angus. Yeah. Also, I think that um, Jody and um, Beaumont are similar looking. And I feel like that was why Angus was really oh, mummy issues. That is creepy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we definitely got mummy issues. See, if he had had the proper psychiatric treatment after this, we could have delved into that. Yeah, we could have. Does he really need psych- psychiatric treatment? I actually think he just needs to go to the juvenile detention centre. <laughs> um, okay. So my, my point of view on this is probably different from you girls. So firstly, I think that, you know, for everyone that's not in Melbourne, during the last month there was a um, – protest at the juvenile detention center basically after that there's been a political battle between the left and the right on how well the juvenile justice is going in melbourne and one of the points was is that the labor the left are not sending enough kids to prison right Mm -hmm. that was one of the arguments um that the right has and i heard that argued out and they said it basically cost one hundred and seventy thousand dollars to send a child to the juvenile detention Mm -hmm. center and Labor's point of view is for less money we can ha- that child can have counselling and possibly okay. not reoffend. Yeah, right. And I worked in prisons in for a, a few times. Right. Long story. Um, but I personally don't just, think just that. Say what I say. Um, I have a prison contact. I have a prison contact. <laughs> a few, a few, a few ladies that you know been there for ten to twenty. <laughs> um, so I personally don't think that going to prison would have been a good thing for Angus. I think that he would have become a reoffender and possibly become worse of a human. Oh, I, b- I believe that entirely. That it's um, he would he would become a worse person afterwards. Yeah, being but, a pop but, star will probably do the same thing though. <laughs> um, I, I feel now. He's, if he is going to be a pop star, he's going to be 100% worse, isn't he? He's, he's, he's going to be out there like bloody babes. T- touching up teenage girls now. Possibly. Um, but, however, I think that like the chances of him actually becoming a pop star, you know, most people go to Sydney and it doesn't happen. You're um, going to Sydney. Yeah, you're going to Sydney. But I think actually realising that he'd done the wrong thing, which he did realise at the end because he really didn't realise. Did he, he though? I think he did. Did he though? 
I think I don't, he did. No, I don't think he did at all. I don't think all. he did whatsoever. I, I think he's got oh, a touch really? the old sociopath about him. Yeah. I think he knows what to, the right words to say, which is, has been consistent with his character throughout, that he's played Susan quite well. Yeah, he has. And so to the point where they're like, I love you, I love you too at the end. Yeah. The mistress's son. But criminals are loved by people. That, that, that's an important thing. Well, yeah, there are prison wives that do a bang-up job. No, 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 love. but oh. even a criminal that's terrible mm. has facets of their personality okay, that people yeah. love. So the smiling assassin kind yeah, of. Yeah, but, but... No, he, not he, even that. But he not played her. He's played her from the start, Susan. It, yeah, so he has parts of his personality that aren't good. But criminals, but, but rapists, I, murderers... They still have parts of them that are interesting. Yeah, that and they, wanna, they still yeah. function in society. Look, he's, he's yeah, sing, they do. His singing voice is passable. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a good few months there where we were back on board with Angus. Mm. Like I find him, look, I find Ben quite irritating. Look, he's probably a bit too much of a Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, he's so and Angus he, was more interesting than that. But it was, yeah, this whole storyline with his obsession with Ellie, he yeah. just turned creepy. I think they hung him straight out to dry. I, I definitely think he was super creepy. And, like, the fact that he, even doing the questioning, they were like, but what's Ellie saying? Like, he was pathetic. And the you fact know, that part of his statement was, I'm in love with her and didn't ever acknowledge, yeah, that's actually not okay. Like, it doesn't no. matter how much you And she her. doesn't reciprocate it, so stop saying that as yeah. part of your legal statement. But also I think that um, the idea of consent and like consciousness are like a really interesting thing. So I don't want to punish neighbours for um, putting this storyline on. I just wish when – so they had this scene that kind of was supposed to wrap it up where Ellie sat down with Angus and was like, you need to understand that no means no. And he says, yes, I understand. But then there are no – there are zero consequences, consequences for him. No, he's got a yeah. record deal. I wish what I yeah. – in, in, in an ideal world for me – how are we, I wish they would have handled it is if Ali goes, you know what? Screw this. I'm pressing charges. File a complaint. Mm. Take let's take this to court and then have him put put the fear of God into the kid yeah. and have him go. Holy crap! I'm going to lose my whole life. I'm going to lose my singing di- my singing future. I'm going to lose my place at this cre- creative arts yeah. school, which, by the way, he just enrolled in last week and now has to leave. Yeah. And have him come to some kind of get the penny to drop for him, and then he can maybe then. It would take weeks. It would take into mm. the new year for him to realise and then she could go, you know what, You now you've come good. Now I'll drop the charges, you little shit. Yeah, you know, she wouldn't be able to by then though. Oh, okay. I, look, it's a believable storyline that it has happened. Well, semi-believable that yeah, he got a record deal. But anyway, that um, <laughs> that it all played out as it did. But I'm so disappointed in Neighbours at doing it this way, particularly after the Zancan storyline. Yeah. If you think of the typical Neighbours viewer is what, maybe a 14-year-old girl or, you know, mid to late 30s-year-old girls, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what message is that sending to a teenage girl that – oh, well, it doesn't really matter what a guy does against your consent because really nothing's going to happen to him in the end and they'll probably just blame you for being drunk or for just being alone in a hotel room with him. And as long as he says, sorry, then You've got to forgive him because he's a good bloke. I, I, yeah, I still think that he learnt a lesson with, I think probably a better way of dealing with it than prison would have perhaps been him actually going to um, get some help for his mental state and to learn some things. Or if Sarah had said... You're not going to Sydney. Yeah. You're staying yeah. put. You stay at that creative arts school that we probably had to pay full fee to get you into in November yeah. of, a, of, a, of a school year. You're staying there and you're going to pull your head in and go to, yeah, see, so go see a psychologist and that's that. But the fact that his parents were like, let's go, make you a star. Yeah. And his dad then walked in and did the exact same carbon copy of what Creeper's mum did was like, I'm a bad person. I'm a 
because of my bad parenting, you acted out. I I'm just like, love that the dad's only interested in him when he's about to become a success. Yes. <laughs> and and he gets a free same, flight to Sydney. Apparently it was the same actor who played the dad in the first place. Oh, really? That's great. Mm. I was glad that he was still hanging around. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, to be honest, um, he's not looking as glamorous as Sarah now. Oh, do you mean when she came back to Melbourne? When Sarah came back. No, no, no. Like in the old days, like when they got married. I, I saw a picture yeah. online. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's the same actor. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad that he was still in Melbourne. Time. I'm assuming he's still in Melbourne acting. Same. Actually, I just Googled Peter Hannay because I was like, oh, people were saying it was the same guy. Looked up who it was and it's Nick Carafa who was in the early years of Neighbours as well. He um, was a mechanic, I think, and was friends with Gail. Or maybe, oh. maybe he was, the actor was married to Gail. I can't remember. One of the two. But anyway... I was like, no, that can't have been the guy during the week. And now looking at a recent headshot of him, yeah, that's him. Age, age has wearied him. Uh, neighbor, he looks really familiar. But have a look at him when he was young. Neighbours, friends, this is what happens when Kate goes full Rain Man Yeah, on Neighbours history. I feel like I've like had dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they show Sarah's wedding on Neighbours? I can't even remember it. Let's, what year was it? I was saying um, they were married in 1999, which wasn't a key Neighbours year for me because I was in like early uni, probably out at the Backstreet Bar or something. Neighbourspod.com. Contact us there. All right. We're going to pick this up the last few minutes of Wednesday, the 30th of November. Kathy Carpenter is here for Loz's wedding, which is like 10 minutes away, pretty much. Yep. So nice that at least one mother of the couple turned up. Oh, my God. We're probably going to be banging on about this, but... Fucking Pam. Poor turnout at that wedding. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, where was Pam? (laughs) Off being a selfish old mole as she is now. (laughs) Yeah, she is. But also, like, she's got no no husband with Alzheimer's anymore. Yeah, I know. She's free as a bird. Free as a bird. Kathy rolls in and explains away all the Turner kids in one fell swoop by saying... Firstly, she leads with Matilda's got a cold. And can't fly. You know what? We have trains and buses in Australia and cars. Yeah. But also, I wouldn't want to drive with a baby, but still. Yeah. She could have left the baby up there. With all the siblings that didn't the, want to come. Yeah, or with one of them. Pick a sibling. Yep. But then she then nah, says. No, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, true. She then says Munter and Bailey. She didn't really mention Amber. I think Amber just had to stay because Matilda was sick. Munter and Bailey weren't down with Lauren remarrying. You know what? That's actually quite a valid excuse and hats off to them for well, laying it out there. They yeah. maybe could have laid it out during the engagement sometime and said, actually, mum, we're 100% not coming to the wedding. Don't set places for us. Maybe if their mum had visited them, like in the last year, yeah. they could have told her in person. Mm. But no, instead she's handballed her parenting off to Kathy. Yeah. yeah. I think they just couldn't say it about Amber because you know how Amber had like been on the phone when Josh died and stuff and like... I don't know. She'd been she'd called in a few times and stuff. Like they they pretend that she still has a relationship with Amber. And also because Amber signed off on drab. She went, you know what? Fine, do what you got to do. Be mm. happy, be happy. So I, yeah, but, but her standards were very low because she was in a, re- a relationship with Pistoria Josh. Josh. Yeah, and I just realised that we have a theme that I forgive the rapists on the show, <laughs> and you guys don't. No, I think it speaks a lot to your character <laughs> that you can see the good in people. No, no, I'm just giving you the side eye permanently. <laughs> It's important to remember that humans are made up of a lot of different facets. And some excuse rapists. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've really known a rapist, but all the murderers I've met have been lovely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And to be fair, 
it's they're sexual offenders on neighbours, but we don't we don't know the because that's it has because that's it true. hasn't gone that's to true. court. We yeah. don't have the legal transcripts to yeah. draw from. Yeah, We're just true. inferring a lot. You can of only detail. go to jail if you're crazy and run over someone. Yeah, yeah. So and even then, you don't go to Bendigo Crazy Centre. Yeah, yeah. Now the end of Wednesday heralded the return of Ned, <gasps> best character of 2016. He's rolls up at the Kennedy doorstep and says. Hi, Ellie, let's go to my dad's wedding. It's, yeah. it's now. And my goodness, doesn't she give him a serve at that stage? <laughs> yeah. I was I was literally going, come on, Ellie, you, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah, well, she's had a rough week, though. No, but she was like, did you hear about the balloon accident? Like when I went down and your ex-girlfriend died and he mm. was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm up to speed. I'm up to speed, huh? She, she's not drawing him back in. She's just like, like goes full attack on him. Yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah, look, I've had some stuff on too. But yeah. I'm here. We've got, I've got RSVP'd. I'm, yeah. I'm one of the kids that is coming back. <laughs> yeah. I love how he'll risk his life. Even though I think that's crazy because Jack is in jail now. Mm. But I love how he'll, he's, he'll risk his life. But everyone else is like, Matilda's got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even come. Or drabs a piece of shit. Yeah. I can't support this. Couldn't they have given Matilda chicken pox or something? A cold, really? Oh, like, yeah. like an ear infection would be mm. more plausible. Yeah, much more yes. plausible. Um, but no one mentioned Emmy. Not at all. No. Like, and flights from LA aren't that expensive, especially no. if she's on Robinson cash. Like Daniel mm. Robinson could have. Yeah. Oh, and she's working for um, old mate Naomi. Naomi, yeah. yeah and exactly. she'd be getting a pretty penny from the, what was it? The the wrestlers. Yeah, the wrestlers. <laughs> she's on the wrestlers legal team. <laughs> WWF. Oh, <that's> right. <laughs> All right. Now we open Thursday the 1st of December. This is hashtag Draws Wedding Day. Drab and Laws, who were together in the 90s, pl- played by different actors, mm-hmm. Now, I, no, I think these guys are good actors, but I was much more into the story then. Yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> I like these two, but as different characters. There wasn't yeah. five hundred kids involved, or mm. as our old mate Drabby Drab refers to them, Drablings. Drablings. <laughs> it opens with Lou. This is now Lou's farewell tour of duty as well. So it, Lou enters the the marquee that's been set up at the nursery, which I quite like as a wedding venue. I've always liked. I've liked it since. Georgia and Kyle got married in there. Mm-hmm. I cannot even remember Georgia and Kyle's wedding. We probably podcasted and I can't remember it. I, that yeah. was before. It was before. It was pre-Neighbours, pre-NBP. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Okay. I just remember talking about it. It was, really, it was really pretty. Probably <laughs> us at a barbecue. <laughs> Maybe, and yeah. then I went, hey, you know what we should do? Yeah, we should. Turn on some microphones. <laughs> yeah. Lou is smelling the literal roses. He's yeah. walking around the nursery smelling the roses and then he's reminiscing about the waterhole and when it used to be Lou's place. I have a coaster and, that and I stole from the set. Shay Shares. That's Sh- my favourite dead set name of that pod. Shay Shares, classy joint. And he's just sitting there like having an existential look at life. Now, Loz is getting ready for the wedding day and she's just going over her vows. Oh, yeah, because Ned has said, oh, it's an hour to the wedding. Mm. And everyone's just sitting around in their civvies. They're just having cups of tea. So Loz is getting her nails done with less than an hour to go. Um, she's not even dressed in her dress. And I know CJ and I have both been married. Um, and I've been to events where you probably should do your nails the night before. <laughs> but because when you, they when they the are hour before the ceremony, you're getting photos taken by a professional photographer in that time. Your your makeup and hair has been completely finished. You're in your dress. Now listen, you're getting photos with your family. Now listen, you, ladies. You know, I've been to a few slapdash weddings. A few weddings that are like. DIY, get it done, Mm -hmm. don't worry about how it looks. Like my mum's had three weddings. I've been to two of them. And the third one, as is Lauren's and Drab's. Was in Sonia's nursery? Was in our backyard. Yep. And Much like Sonia's nursery. Yeah, just a few of us there. We had a lovely arbour in the backyard. Was Lou there as well? No, he wasn't invited. Okay. (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, a couple of family friends. It was very low key. And my stepdad's daughter lives in, he's American and she lives in America. And we Skyped her in. It was oh, my, that's it's nice. my Actually, idea. Yeah, that's where Imi could have done that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, she yeah. can watch the ceremony. So we involved the parties that could not yeah. be there. Did your brothers just return, refuse to turn up? I know my brother was there. My oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Sounding less and less like the draws wedding, I have yeah. to say. Uh, what was the getting ready bit, though? Surely an hour beforehand, your mum was. An hour before, my friend was doing her makeup. Mm-hmm. She put her outfit on and, like, that was that. Like, we, we were just, like, getting, like, going through what was going to happen, talking to the, greeting the celebrant, doing, like, our, our admin. Our, just We've got to tick some boxes. Yeah, an hour before the wedding, all systems go. For my yeah, friend yeah. that I was a bridesmaid for, yeah. we were, like, hooning down the road, hair on, like, flowers on, attached to things, like, people, mm. things are getting glued and t- pinned. And had, had they sorted out who a photographer was? Because uh, drawers hadn't. But it was basically at the end, like, it was just tiles got asked, oh, mate, can you take some photos? Because surely Amber, they would have booked Amber. She was yeah, actually, and then Amber's like, it should not be a photographic record of this um, bullshit. No, at one point, because when Piper asked tiles mm. to take photos only mm. of her, um, <laughs> they, um, she said there'll be a photographer there, right? And she said, yeah, but I want you to get the moments. Oh, yeah. There, so, there, was, uh, there is a photographer there. Is there is an official somewhere. videographer slash photographer and she wanted a candid, she wanted a pipe up approach. Yeah. So she that's how that's how Tiles gets an invite. Yeah. At this, so at this point, Loz has learnt that her three children aren't coming. Her granddaughter's not coming. Her mm-hmm. brother doesn't get copper mention. Guy, Lolly doesn't copper mention. Her sister, Drab. We haven't heard from Pam. We haven't heard from Gabby and Adam. Willis is up in Darwin. Yeah. You know who would have been nice to come? Oh, Mei Ling. Um, Mei Ling wasn't invited from Cambodia. Yeah. Is that why he goes there? I never know. Um. Yeah. You know <laughs> that's who would have been why nice? he goes. Yeah. You know who would have been nice? Um, the Robinson that lives in New York, Lucy. Yep, yep. Because when they come, when she comes down, they're really good friends. Yes, she could have come. They were mates at the same time. Yeah, they were. She could have paid for Emmy, and they could have yeah, taken if, the same flight. Yeah, we if go. by mates we're talking about, she was another bloody facet on the Love Square. Yeah, she was. But oh. they, they always have special moments when she comes back to Melbourne. Yeah, they have special yeah. moments. And she was able to come down with like a four-week-old child last time. So <laughs> I don't see why this time would have been a problem. Now. Loz has swiftly moved on from the fact that half of her wedding guests have cancelled mm-hmm. and she she's now shipping her parents again, parent trap style. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so the cannings of POQ to Frangers. Yeah, because Sheila's ashamed that they are now indebted to half the street. So yeah. they don't want to show their faces at the wedding. And imagine that because there's nothing quite like people cancelling on your wedding day when you've already paid for their catering to really piss people off. Which is pretty much what Loz was implying. She's yeah. like, well, you might as well. Like, we've got your you know, chicken or beef set up. But mm. Sheila made the food, so she just, she just Actually, didn't make it. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, so, you know, she just didn't make that bit. But why isn't Sheila there to serve the hot food? Well, at least get the food hot. That would have been a, a, no, that would have been a Bain-Marie. Chuck it in a Bain-Marie, good to go. Yeah. yeah. This, just, you know, stir it up a bit to get the film off the top. Yeah, I can't imagine there was too many, you know, rules about food serving. It was, it was like the it was water hole, though. Like, oh, the yeah, water hole could, like, lose their... If everyone got food poisoning from, like, being served lukewarm, God only knows, chicken. It, it, yeah. Or the egg salad sandwiches from the oh, Harold's yeah. Cafe. <laughs> Weren't they Brooke's recipe? Oh, I think it was the Canning family recipe. It was recipe. the Canning family recipe. It was Canning? No, it wasn't Brooke. Okay, cool. So they probably did a... Did a they probably were part of the the entree platter at mm. actually, we wedding. The Dross wedding was the final day of the year, wasn't it? In, like, timeline-wise, there wasn't a day after the Dross wedding, was there? Because everybody no. else could be like crippled with food poisoning on the on the first episode of next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have no idea. I mean, we we we're at, look, we'll, we'll get there. Mm. We've got a lot to talk about for next year. <laughs> so, okay, we are one hour pre wedding. 
I've got here Rose reunion kiss. Do Kathy and Lou kiss already in that? They kiss at the wedding, at the end of the oh, wedding. And they've oh. been crapping on about this alleged rose as well. That, um, I Kathy didn't understand. That rose looked pretty bl- bloody fresh for it something looked- that would be 40 years old. Yeah, it, it's like they were making it the Beauty and the Beast rose. It's like it'd be kept in a glass cabinet. Well, look, Beauty and the Beast, kind of, yeah, it yes. works for them. Yeah, it does work for them. Lou is very beast-like. And Kathy is very beautiful. Yeah. But I look, I didn't like that. And also, like, he mentions in it that he gave her a lovely card. And if you look at that card, we'd have to do a screenshot to be sure. But I'm pretty sure it just said, Dear Kathy from Lou. <laughs> like, oh, it's heartfelt. There was a poem that was already in the card, right? Like but it's not like he wrote it. No, Hallmark wrote that. Yeah. That, that card did not look 40-odd years old either. No, not at all. It, it, it's like when you go to primary school as a kid and you write your Christmas cards. The ones you get from your best friends that have like a whole page worth of stuff yep. and the ones from the, the classmates whose parents made them give everyone a card say, yeah, to Vaya from Johnny. And that's like, it. <laughs> that's it. And that was all he gave her and a rose. And it looked like there was smearing like tears on had smeared the, the paper a bit. Anyway. A uh, beautiful touch from the art department, but um, <laughs> but it, it did not look like a seventies card to me. Some of these things are just so unrealistic that she would have kept that. Yeah, you know. after the divorce, yeah. I'd be like, get out of my life, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Bonfire. So okay, back to Ned again. One hour pre wedding. I don't. Then he tells his dad. He's like, surprise, get your ring in, best man. Out of they all moved down a peg. Out of the queue. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mind you, yeah, we're now thirty minutes to yeah. to the wedding. Yeah. D day. Oh, D-Day coming up. Uh, he says, look, I'm here for the wedding, but I'm leaving after the reception. And Trap's like, no, no, stay. And so Trap's like, great, you're here. You can come and learn the dance. Oh, no. Okay. And in this episode, Ellie suddenly is like, oh, he could be a viable option for me again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my standards are dropped again. She's like a magnet. So, like, she just she searches out trouble. So Dull Cop says, you got to get away from Ned to her. And she goes, bing. Someone said, get away from Ned. To Ned. Must go to Ned. She, yeah, she's like that friend yeah. who you're always trying to set up with a really good guy. Yeah. And she just picks picks the winners every time. Yeah, and they're but like, she, oh, she I just... don't want to go out with that guy. He's too short, tall, fat, whatever. Yeah. And then she walks in with this guy that's all the things physically she wants, but, you know, up there not so much. Yeah. She likes rebelling, though. She doesn't like being told what to do. That's true. Yeah, if Mark had said, if Dolcop had said to Ellie... You should go hook back up with Ned Willis. She'd be like, oh, no way. Yeah, she would have got run off on hooked up on Tinder the next no, she minute. No, she would have, like, forgiven Angus and gone out with him. <laughs> now, to Rage and Paul, how confused me. Yeah, it's very cute. I really liked the way it played out. However, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what the hell they were up to. Okay, so I know what they're up to. Okay, so they decide that they're going to go into the tender together. For the men's shed. For the men's shed. And they're going to call it Willis Robinson, I think it was. Yeah, look, the name needs a bit of brainstorming. It does. You know, clearly. Because no one's going to, like, bloody associate it with bloody Robinson's motel. No, and plus she should lose that name. But anyway, it should be... What, what, what her? Wait what a minute. Was, what was no, what's what's Greek for? It was Nick Petridis. Yeah. What's, what's like Greek for dodgy backpackers? Oh, I have to look it up. I'll look it up <laughs> and I'll get back to you. Um, they could have called it like, what, can you, okay, I'm going to Mykonos. Say, Mykonos. That would have been perfect. Anyway, so they could have called it Mykonos Receptions and they would have a buffet and it would be amazing. Anyway, so yeah. they decide they're going to go into the tender together and Paul finally admits that he's dobbed her into the newspaper. Which is run by Tim Collins? Yeah, he owns that now. And so he doesn't want shares in the men's shed. He just wants to do the story? No, no, Tim Collins is also going to the tender, but he's pulled out of the tender 
because Piper has blackmailed him. So what he says is that I'll... The camcorder that she didn't have a week ago. That's true. And so what she said is she... I can't believe... I'm so into this storyline. It's not funny. So what she's done is she said, you can't go into the tender anymore because I've got this video of you. And then he... Tim Collins has said... To Therese, I won't put you in the newspaper, but you better go and get that footage. I can't even remember what the footage is. It's all it's all very strange, isn't it? And somehow Tim Collins has just turned from general schemer into like Rupert Murdoch. Well, I think he's Trump. Yeah, yeah, he is the Trump yeah, of Trump, of, a bald Trump. Yeah, because he politi- like yeah, there's all over the place. Anyway, so Therese and Paul, in sitting down scheming to get rid of the Tim Collins and to go in with their own Tinder, Tinder, whoops, <laughs> Tinder, um, they think. That's it. Actually, we kind of like each other. And it starts, you know, the onion layers come off. It happens <laughs> to reveal the, the young, naked onion within. Yes. And it's just, I mean, like, and they're like scheming together, which is exactly what they should be doing. Because it ha- it's good. It happens pretty quick sticks too. Yeah. It's like one scene. And I think what did it for Paul actually was when, uh, I think it was they they both worked out that Tanaka 2 had been being a, a mole for both of them. Yeah, he was yeah, collecting yeah. intel from each of their businesses to feed his own cause. Mm-hmm. And then he found out that Tanaka 2 had made a bet to take out his – to sleep with his daughter. Yeah, and Paul was done with him. And Paul's just... like, I'm only allowed to do that to other people. Yes, and, and Tarage calls him out on it and said, what, what about when you did that to my brother's colleague? With my brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said, I think he went, I've grown up since then. <laughs> that was like months ago. But he's been to prison since then. Oh, like things have happened. Um, and he lost all his money since then too. Mm. He can't even make bets like that anymore, can no, he? He can't. No. no, that's why he doesn't think people can. Well, he can make bets like that because it was $5. Mm. Also, <laughs> also, also earlier in the week they had that lovely dinner at the Lasseter's Rooftop restaurant. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't know, I forgot why. But it was cute. Oh, they're just adorable. And then later on, and we'll talk about why, but they broke into a house together. <laughs> and he said, oh, I like it when, you, um, when, you, when you've when you got this mysterious thing. And she's like, oh, Paul. And you can just tell that this is foreplay for these two. Well, actually, let's play, the audio. Let's play yeah. the audio. It's jumping ahead. It. But it's – so the, wedding's going, matter, the yeah. wedding's going on in the background, in the foreground. This is going on in the background. Hello? Anyone home? Wait, should we go in? Aaron did say that Tyler put the camera here. Well, my door's unlocked, isn't it? So theoretically, it's not breaking into. Oh, I'm not surprised you know that. Okay, let's go. What? Just something very pleasing about seeing you in espionage mode. Come on. A like total foreplay. They're about to just totally hook up. I actually felt proper erst tingles. During, yeah, he's going to go to the stump. Yeah. yeah, and she's going to love it. The stump is imminent. <laughs> yeah. Imminent stump. And I'm so excited because I've been waiting for this I, the whole year. Yeah. The whole year. And then they're going to do it off screen. And but we, anyway. Well, we, we, <laughs> what, you wanted to see the actual stumpage? Yeah, I did. Well, they, okay. They, yeah. have, they have stumped. They X-rated. <laughs> they have stumped, haven't they? Uh, I think they half stumped. <laughs> Just a tip. <laughs> third, third base. <laughs> Don't go all, all half cocked on this, CJ. <laughs> I can't really remember. But I have been waiting for this the whole year. it was actually perfect earlier in the year when – they were in those uh, terry telling robes and then it was they got trapped in the hot room. And, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's it's coming right full circle back to that. It's been a slow burn. Yeah, slow really, burn. Yeah. But the other thing is, is by the way, well done, Dull Cop. Doesn't even lock his door. No, Brendan, open. Oh. Also, I love that this is all hinged on a memory card. Like, Tarage buys a memory card for Pipes to have a freshie for her camera so she yep. can get the footage. Why doesn't she just ask her daughter, give me that, you know... Firstly, why are you blackmailing adult men? You're a teenager. Secondly, give me your footage. I'm your mum. 
and then go and have a nice time at the wedding. Mm. Why do they have to run around doing cloak and dagger stuff? Can't, like she's her mum. Because it's foreplay mm. for Therese. <laughs> Fair enough. I love the way she said that, by the way. She said, might be nice to have a fresh memory card for your father marrying his mistress. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Why, why not use this one, which I've rubbed some magnets over? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's ruin this. But also, it's actually bad luck to have your ex at the wedding, so they're done. Well, I guess well, Beth wasn't there, so it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, Beth uh, Brennan. They had all these just scatterings of uh, Brad drab bad just, omens. Oh, well, yeah. do you think now they've stolen this memory card? There's going to be no photos left of, at all of the wedding because that would be the perfect revenge. No, no but there's no photos of the wedding because all of Piper. But no, but the professional was there. The, yeah, that's the true. pro that's that true. they hired. But did you see, bloody? Now, now I'm going yeah, into wedding okay. ter- territory here, but Tiles actually got out in the aisle in the middle of the wedding to take photos. And I'm like, mate. Bad form. That is bad form. Like, that's where if there was a professional photographer, if we did see them, they're the only ones who are allowed yeah, to do that. My mm. friend who's a professional t- photographer says her pet peeve is when people stick out their mobile phones to try and capture the walk down the aisle. Yeah, I hate it's that. Like, and then her all her beautiful shots are full of people's phones in her yeah, face. Yeah, I've, I've got that in my wedding photos. Mm. So my favourite touch of just before the wedding, the preamble of the wedding, mm-hmm. is everyone had to do a runaround to get bums in seats. I, I used to do um, comedy like a decade ago and we used to do comedy festivals and when you're a, like a young up-and-coming comedian in Melbourne, it's really hard to fill your audience. Mm. So every night before your show starts, you'd be out on the front steps of the town hall with an um, armful of flyers handing out leaflets about your show and giving people free tickets and getting them in and putting mm-hmm. you know putting up posters and like spruiking to people and just to get a few extra people in the seats and yeah. people would be like oh yeah i'll check this show out that's what it felt like mm. on the day of jobs Droz's wedding pipes page like everyone's running out going come on come all we've oh, got a few yeah. tickets going yeah. like it's gonna be a good day they're they, any riffraff that were, was wandering by, they're like, come on in. We but don't, was, we it, don't. was it Therese? She's like, why is Tyler here? Good and on them for pointing it out because our neighbours, they often don't. Yeah. Why um, is this creeper hanging around my daughter? Someone could have said to her, well, like, you got divorced to this guy this year. Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, creeper had more like, right to be there, really. And it's, it's a nice moment to shout out to the real – I've never seen non-speaking people of colour so well represented. Mm. No one can ever say that silent people of colour who aren't allowed to speak aren't present on Australian TV screens because yeah. they were mm. all at that wedding. No one was allowed to talk, but they were there. So are you suggesting they're mutes? Um, I'm just saying I, I think maybe that the, the, the white characters just didn't let them get a word in. Because I think mute adds an extra level of um, oh, yeah. variation to it. Yeah. Who do you think these people were? Or do you think that they were literally maybe Harold's Cafe customers? Oh, you know, yeah. well, maybe they're like some teachers from Erinsborough High we've never seen before. Oh, that, yeah. that would explain why there are people of colour in white as hell Erinsborough. Suburbia, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're family members of Lawrence. Maybe well, they'll lose other family that we don't know about. This is where our favourite um, Twitter account, Drabby Drab says, sad that not many relatives came to the wedding, but delighted my never-before-mentioned African son and his wife turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. And I also, someone else did a screenshot of um, a gorgeous woman of colour dancing with this she was stunning. seedy-looking, older, like, PE teacher-looking bloke, and yep. they just wrote, punching up. I think it was Nayblog. <laughs> it was Nayblog, actually. It just went, punching. <laughs> and then Art of Neighbours has run with this guy, just going, who the hell is this dude? Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the, they were just a collection of people. But, like, Lauren lived in a different state, didn't she? 
For what? Yeah, oh no, Mount Isa. Mount Isa. Like you know, like she's had a whole life we don't know about, and there could have been coloured people there. True, but then why? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but then why was it? Weren't they allowed to interact with the main? I know that extras aren't, <laughs> but spring you'd be paying for all these extras. Spring for a couple of speaking roles to go. Hey guys! Hey! Long time since Mount A is Mount Isa days. Like, this is Lydia. She was the bridesmaid in my first wedding. <laughs> why not that? You know, that was before I had all these kids. These they could have had. Um, what's that? That bloke everyone loves. Who Wayne? Wayne, the teacher from the school. Oh yeah, that the, oh, the Brits love him. Yeah, I could, don't. I don't know anything. He's about he's Wayne. like one of Drab's colleagues, and whenever he turns up, like the Facebook goes wild. That oh, Ellie really? Ellie thought he had a crush on her. Oh, he had a crush on Ellie, and he wrote her the love letter. Oh, okay. But it wasn't. It was a child. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. That was my big beef. I, I can't suspend disbelief with soap weddings. I just feel like just don't have them. Just make the event for the finale the rehearsal dinner. Make it the night before the wedding. They're going to have a barbie to wish Will, Drab and Loz well. Hang on. Remember the rehearsal from last week? How did that have in any way anything to do with the actual wedding that well, happened? It didn't. And so what, okay, instead of a rehearsal, they could have had like a pre-drink celebration, get the street together, have a barbecue and say, mm-hmm. you guys are flying off tomorrow to Brisbane, Brisbane to have the real wedding. Yeah, could have had a cricket match as well. Yeah, with your families. We're going to do a little dummy wedding for the street because we think you're tops. And they could have had all the same events play out. Because you know what's weird? Last last week we got together, we discussed the fact that they walk into each other's houses and how weird that is. Mm. You know what else is weird? Getting married in front of your neighbours and not your family. Yeah. Mm. And laws. Co- okay, we'll get to it. So let's set the scene. We're at the wedding venue. Mm-hmm. It's all about to start. Everyone's seated. Tyler's standing in the aisle awkwardly and music starts playing. Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking terrible song. I mean, why wouldn't you walk down the aisle to that? But that said, is that the first music they've purchased in a long time? It feels like it. They rolled out a lot of the big hits during this episode. Mm. I kind of enjoyed it. And you know what? If I was at that wedding, I would have enjoyed the dance down the aisle. Would you have danced with the bouquet? Kind of boom, boom. Um, I, there was no one else. Oh, the bouquet. I was thinking about the bouquet later. No one else was getting that other than the person that got it. <laughs> Knocked people out of the way for that. Disbelief training kicking into gear. But yeah, so I actually really enjoyed that. Oh, you know dance. what? I liked it too. I was really worried because they were teasing the dance all week and they were, because Kip Gamblin's a dancer. They're like, Kip, it's Kip's time to shine. He's going to do lyrical, he's going to do lyrical jazz. And I thought, oh God, this is going to be the worst. And when I, when they all danced down the aisle in all of the, each of the bridal party, I thought this is actually quite sweet and cute and yeah. fun. Then he danced again right. at the reception. Oh, and that's when oh. it, that's when it went over. That was the, the worst. That's when it went over the edge for me. When I saw that, I I would act, I would have been ill. Like if my husband had done that, I would have been ill. Well, I would have been stone faced. Like with the, you know, like that was at the American gymnast who had like the sour look on her face. <laughs> I would yeah. have been that. I would have been like, you are such a show pony. I'm standing here doing nothing while you're off there pirouetting around freaking the waterhole. Loz was like you're a, an asshole, Lo, mate. Loz was like a maypole. Mm. And oh. all, I would have just looked at him with confusion like, when did you know elite ballet moves? You were yeah. a surfy dude. No, he's got other lives we don't know about. Drab. A, There's more children coming. He's a PE he's teacher. Drabblings. If, yeah. if only they had said at some point in any of the episodes, as part of his PE teaching – one of the private schools he worked at offered a ballet program. Yeah. Maybe Kate was his kid. Wasn't <laughs> Kate, she a dancer? Kate, not me. Kate Ramsey. Oh, phew. Thank God. Thank God he's not my father, despite being like two years older than me. <laughs> yeah, maybe he went, maybe he did, he took a course at the um, Jason, what was that guy from? Um, <laughs> Jason oh, yeah, The Ministry of Dance. The Ministry of Dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah when she learned how to be a pole dancer. Yeah. 
So okay. now, am I the only person here who was baffled by the wedding party? Oh god! Oh no. yeah, that was terrible. Can you talk us through the wedding party? So just as they walked down the aisle, mm-hmm. we had pipes. We had Ned. Yep, mm-hmm. that works out. Which that, was that makes sense. which would have been weird if he hadn't turned up as they thought. It would have been pipes and Toadie. Well, I've got to, I've got to, um, I had to nut this out. Okay, hang on. Second down the aisle, Paige, of course. Mm-hmm. Number and, one daughter since they found her and Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was going. What? What? Okay, third. Carl just saved his life. Yeah, we haven't forgiven um, him for that yeah, yet, have we? That's another thing. Add him to the shit list for that one. That should have been Adam Willis's spot. Yeah. Okay. Third down the aisle, Toadie. Yep, he was the best man. We knew that. He was the ringer. And Staff. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Well, hang on, Kate. Remember, Loz and Staff have had several conversations, Com- conversations. in Harold's this year. Okay. So why wouldn't she be one of the bridesmaids? Besties, BFFs forever. Could have had bloody to rage. They're closer friends, aren't they? It's true, they are. They actually, yeah, they are. <laughs> um, so what I'm thinking, okay, so Ned's obviously come in at the end of the day, you know, to usurp the best man role. So they've got to, they, they had to add an extra person, extra girl in to even up the numbers, which is, I guess, where staff came in. Yeah. Well, but, th- you know, she could have worn a dress. Well, they were running around leafletting trying to get bums in seats. So... Clearly they needed to flesh out the bridal party. So what do you reckon it was meant to play out like? So Pipes comes down with, um, with Ned. Yeah. Because that's – he Pipes was meant to – No, 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 no. I think initially because they didn't know Ned was turning up and that's where Carl came in to replace him. I think it would have been Pipes and Toadie and Paige and Carl. Well, let's recast it as if the kids weren't dead shits and turned up to their parents' wedding. So did they make oh, Amber, Amber a, a red dress? Like the other girls had? Oh, yeah, they were. I mean, that's that's inconsiderate. So the it's ridiculous. She got a free dress Maybe out she's of like, it. I didn't want to dress like a whore to my mother's wedding. Yeah, that was a low. That, that was low, a massively yeah. low cut. It was like halfway to her belly button yeah. low cut dress on a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Actually, oh, she's 17 now. It's very well, inappropriate. she's 17 yeah. now. Yeah, barely legal, tiles. <laughs> uh, so, okay, in an ideal world, if everyone who was invited had attended, yep. you probably, probably would have had maybe – Pipes and Ned coming down the aisle first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then maybe um, Amber and Munta. But the thing is, I don't think um, Bales or Munta were ever included in the wedding party because he'd already asked Toad and Carl to be part of it. Oh, of course, it's the groom side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but they yeah, also but still, they didn't know. like you know like they didn't they didn't like him enough to come to the wedding, so they weren't going to like him enough to be in the no. yeah no. Okay, so if we go back to the groom side, so it would have been yeah Ned and Pipes coming down, then his brother is it Adam Adam the yep. doctor, Adam and Paige, Paige yep, and then Amber and Toad Toad yeah. And that's that. And then little Matilda would have come as a little flower girl. No. Like, Which would have made sense that Amber would have been the prime, like would have been the maid of honour, yeah. do you think? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she should have been. But she, but oh. her her daughter had a cold. <laughs> She's like, sorry, no f- flower girls for you. <laughs> oh, my God. If I talked about my mum's wedding before, if, if that was all booked in and everything was ready to go and I just said to mum, something's come up, I, I can't come, I would be in the biggest trouble of my life. Yeah. Mm. I would have had oh, the... Oh, yeah, t- that's a grudge that would have been held forever. I would have had the telling off to end all telling offs from my mum that day. But, nah, don't worry about it, Amber. I feel me missed out on... Was Nellie a flower girl? Because if her dad was, like, best man, why not get the, like, small, cute child to be Aww. flower girl? Oh, they didn't want to pay her that. No, she was with Judith, probably. She was just a Judith's. <laughs> Where she always is. Yeah. She spends weeks at childcare. <laughs> she think, she's probably calling Judith mum. <laughs> One final thing to point out at the ceremony before we move on to reception. 
was that Sonia's got some cramps. She mm-hmm. says she's got a period and oh. acts like she's never had her period in her life. Implantation pain. We're, but we're all women here. Yeah. Their, their reaction. Sure I mean, A, I, I'm, I'm quite impressed that neighbours said the P word. <laughs> neighbours have said the word period twice in two weeks and I'm quite thrilled. <laughs> now, this show may as well be a carefree commercial now. Yeah, the, it's menstruama. Yeah. They've said period pain. They've said... Um, Morning after pill. Yes, and did they say abortion? I can't remember. Was, uh, it, was it just us saying that? I think it might have just been us. Oh, There's been a lot of fluid and follicle oh, chat, that's all. Abortion, I can't wait till next year. <laughs> no? <laughs> it's like a death metal song. <laughs> abort the priest's kid. <laughs> abort the devil's spawn. Oh. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, some more reproductive rights. Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Some more reproductive rights okay. chat. Uh, yeah. I am as excited as Paul and Therese were right now. But seriously, okay. All right, sad moment if she's not pregnant. But seriously, if it's just a period, it's just a period. You get on with your life, you don't need to love. Te- you don't need to tell four people. I'm menstruating. <laughs> Somebody put down a towel. <laughs> I just can't believe it because Tony says, do you want to go home? Do you want to lie down? <laughs> Mate, how do you reckon I get through the rest of my life? It's like someone had to hand Sonia a copy of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, so she can learn what you're meant to do. <laughs> like I had to go home from a wedding last year when I was pregnant. Because I'd vomited on myself, <laughs> right? That's that's why they say you shouldn't drink while you're pregnant. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm looking. I'll, I'll learn. I'll learn. If I have another child, I know. It was a really, it was a really fun day, though. It was real. It was a really great day. But like, I still had to question whether I should or shouldn't. Yeah. Like I was really sick and I'd vomited on myself. Like she's just got a period and she doesn't even have it yet. Mm. She'd only had the pain. As to quote Penny from a previous Neighbours podcast, she's got a sore tummy. Yeah, mm. she does. She has a sore tummy, and I'm thinking like, really? Like people, although that being said, a lot of people didn't come to this wedding. She at least showed up to the (laughs) ceremony. In terms of like the whole list of piss week excuses saying, I've got me period. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm on me rags. I'm ragging. Art flows in town. (laughs) But now now we've actually alienated all our male listeners here. Yes, we are. It's nearly over, kids. It's a natural part of life. Get over it, blokes. And then so she says, this is not not going anywhere, Toadie. I've got to go home. Like halfway through the reception. Speaking of halfway through the reception, Pipes bails. Well, before the reception even, Pipes pops out during cocktail hour yeah. to go get to go give tiles a serve for only filming her her noggin, mm. her mug during the ceremony. Yeah. Which Paige credits to love actually, and I reckon my theory is that Tiles had no idea what he was doing, and he wasn't actually referencing a movie. He just fucked it up. Yeah. My my he's, theory he's is not the brightest bulb. No, I think that. He he's a very literal person. Yeah, and Pat and Pipes came up and said, "Can you take photos of me at the wedding?" And she's a vlog. and he went, "Okay, yeah." Oh, and because um, we've, on recent episodes of Pipe Up, um, he's he's has been the cameraman. Yeah, so she probably thought she's doing a vlog. This yeah. is for her vlog. Yeah, I'll take photos of her and video footage mm. of her, but. I don't know. I mean, look, we really, really wish they'd made her a year older so that I could feel mm, nice about which, this. And she should be because she spent 5,000 years in Canada. Yeah, she should, yeah, she should be. She, if she was in year 12 and just finished year 12, I'd be, I'd kind of be like, okay, fine. Which she almost could have been if she'd done like an accelerated program in Canada. Yeah. And why not? If she'd she, done the IB or whatever a year early or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and she could have there. Yeah. Like we well, wouldn't have to know the, about it. It's given them another year of use out of the bloody Erinsborough High set anyway. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then they kiss, and also they say that Dad and Lauren remind me of us. Tile, piles. Yeah, we're about to have sex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
What? Yeah. Not, well, because they didn't. weren't meant to be. At, oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, they, they weren't meant yeah, to be together. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were star-crossed lovers, and because, then they found each other. My shitty freaking dad was like cheating on his pregnant wife, and yeah, ugh, no. Don't so, don't ever compare yourself to drab. So they really want to just take off then and there, but she goes, "I better go back to my dad's wedding, drag, and we'll meet up later." For some action. Mm, yeah, it's pretty clear. Pipe sees that all her four parents, because Paul's now her parent, um, <laughs> are happy. Like they're all dancing and happy. I, ne- I need to talk about dancing once. I need to talk oh, about this a little bit more. The next more. thing we'll launch into is reception. Okay, cool. Um, so she sees that they're all happy and she skips off. But it w- there was a nice moment where she looked out and saw that her parents were all happy. Yep, right. It's all taken care of. Carl, get out of my grill. And Oh, yeah, Carl's like, I need someone to dance with. And she's like, look. You're a step older than I'm used to. <laughs> Just marginally. But you are a doctor. Yeah, you are a doctor. Conflicted. She, she could do worse. But he, why, she has. Why, why is Carl running after a teenager? Like, like just no, no, a what, weird what if she turned around and said, mate, I'm getting my period? <laughs> he would have said, do you, need a, do you need a hot pack? Can I help you? Do you want do, me to do, do you skull? need to lie down? <laughs> if you don't have a dancing partner... Just go get a drink for five minutes. Or just dad down. He's a bloody dad. Anyway, he could just dad dance holding his drink and like <laughs> yeah. and Melbourne Shuffle. Friday. D-Day. D's in finale. Speeches are happening at the classy Waterhole reception. Yeah. Why not just stay at the nursery? It was a beautiful setting. Yeah, they got a marquee. Yeah, tables. The Bring the tables and it's done. Why bother having the wedding in a marquee if you're not going to have the reception in the same venue? Yeah, because yeah. they're not cheap. No. So, Plus, you wouldn't want pesky sunlight ruining your day, would you? Because <laughs> they had that proper bridal table set up in the waterhole, which would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So just have it all in one spot. And yeah. can I just point out, how bloody expensive would it be to hire out the whole freaking waterhole? Yeah, it would have been exp- a while. And plus closing your own business down. So they closed yeah. Harold's down for the day. Actually, was Ma- where was Margie? Well, she, she should have been invited. Yeah. Margie was on her period. <laughs> um, I think that they probably never paid Therese for hiring the waterhole. Oh, good oh, yeah, point. Yeah, would have gone through yeah. her for Lassiter's. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably her wedding present. She's like, I'll yeah. come. I'm not going on your damn registry. Yeah. Just have a, a free hire out of the venue and we're done. Yeah. I'm just- not buying your towels because you've already got mine. <laughs> you've, already got, you've already taken the his from our his and hers towels. Mm-hmm. You know what, Loz? Spending the rest of your life with drab is punishment enough for what you did. So there you go. But here you go. Here's a 10K wedding present for your reception. Yeah, drop the mic and good night. Loz spoke really nicely about the fact that it was hella awkward having all these strangers at her reception and none of her loved ones. Just yep. going, I wanted, I didn't want to dwell, dwell on the past, which is just as well because I'm looking at all of my future. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I look forward to finding out, she kind of said. Yeah, and then Maxine comes in and she's like, oh, is this another ring-in guest? Maxine, <laughs> um, Jacka's mother. Or it rolls in. Rolls in <laughs> because Joe's been paying her rent because it came out that Ned burnt her house down. And it, we don't really figure out why and how. And why it wasn't insured. He said he dragged her out of a burning building. All of this would have been really handy to see. Hang on, can I just point out that this... This doesn't reflect on Ned well at all, does oh God, it? Because no, he knew Jacka wasn't there, didn't he? They've turned my favourite... And so he's, he's just trying to murder a emphysemic disabled woman. They've turned my favourite character into a murderous arsonist. <laughs> they have. And no, because he said, I didn't mean for it to happen. He did He did preference that yeah, he, he didn't mean to he kill d- her. He just left the curling the iron on or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when she rolls in and and 
Lauren's like, is this someone else I don't know? And then Brad's like, shit. <laughs> yep, no. yep, that's it, yep. And he, he runs over and they go, what are you doing here? And she goes, look, I'm here for my money. And and then she just looks at them like it's odd that they're annoyed that she showed up to the yeah. wedding. Like, why because wouldn't of, they be annoyed? bridal table set <laughs> yeah. up. And so they take that conversation. Also, this is a moment that I absolutely adored because it was ridiculous. was when Drab pieces out of the wedding. He goes, let's take this conversation elsewhere. He and Ned hop up and take Maxine out of the waterhole. And he signals over to Toadie and says, hope you've got that backup best man speech ready. As if Toadie has to give the best man speech in front of a crowd of people without the groom. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he, you, in a best man speech, you hang a bit of shit on the groom. Yeah, and there would have been a lot. The groom's not there, you know. Uh, I, I, I imagine how great would the best man speech be, though. Like, be like, oh, yeah, well, look, he's sorry, Lord, looks like he's run out on you, just like he did with Beth and then to Rage. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this isn't a sign of things to come. <laughs> it clearly is. I Would have been a proper roasting. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been great. But we didn't get to hear any of that. Well, we Toadie's opened up with a bit of bit of talk about the Bombers. Oh, yeah. yeah that was quite funny, wasn't it? His football yeah. team. They that was when my husband's like, oh, does Tony Barrick for the Bombers? And I'm like, duh, he's done it forever. Yeah, he, that's one thing he has in common with you, CJ. Yeah, he does. That and... Oh, and me, technically. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was trying to search for something else we have in common. I've never I've never driven my wife off a cliff. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer and I'm not into wrestling. So that's it, yeah. yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> so... So I love the fact that it's their wedding, it's their event. They could have just said, everybody, go have another drink. We'll be right back with the speeches. But no. So Loz has been left like a shag on a rock at the bridal table. So they're having a little powwow at Harold's. Ned says, sorry, burnt a lady's house down. So then Dull Cop waltzes in and says they want you to come and do your waltz. And But he knew something was up. Something was up. And this is where Ned's like, I'm in over my head. I'm just going to come clean say to Dull Cop, I've burnt this woman's house down. Anyway, can we go back to the wedding? Because, like, there's cake. <laughs> yeah. And then the cop says, well, we're going to have to deal with this. And Brett's not at my wedding day. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, none of your family's there. It's not like, it's not a traditional wedding day, so calm down. It's a bit of a bust. Also, Drab, don't you remember what he did at your daughter's wedding? He arrested her. Yeah. And that was earlier this year, despite the fact that Paige and Mark kept gaslighting us and saying it was last year. This time last year. No, I checked the archives. February was when we podcasted exactly. about that bullshit yeah. wedding. Yeah. I thought it might have been last year's finale, but it really wasn't. <laughs> no, because in the whole – when we were talking about, like, the surrogacy storyline, we are like, Steph and Mark have not been together for very long at all. No, it's since Easter. Between yeah. Easter and Christmas. My favourite Loz – scene was when she went off the rails because at this point the wheels have come off the cart a bit and Drabs had to confess to Loz look I've been paying off this victim of crime and she fully flinches at his touch and is like mm. the actual fuck like mm. we said the one thing I asked you to do this year was don't lie to me stop lying <laughs> yeah we just said things in front of Susan who married us just then and another great line from her was I didn't when I said for better or worse, I didn't think worse would be so soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm really well, rethinking. Everyone else thought that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does – well, Kate, talk us through the, the, the jeté of remorse, the, the pirouettes of I remorse. T- I feel like you know dance more okay. than I do. But, yeah, so he abandons poor Loz in the middle of the dance floor. She, she is just standing there looking awkward as hell. Now, CJ, did you learn a dance for your wedding? No. No, no. I'd say, no. I did. I went to the upstairs dance school near my house. Yep. And my husband is a far better dancer than I am. Oh, is he your drab? Yeah, he's my drab. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she was giving him slightly fancy dance moves, but he, at the end of the day, she was saying, okay, Kate, you're the focus in this. You're the Aww. bride. Everyone will be looking at you. You need to pull a couple of special moves because it is really about you and the dress. Well, that's mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. So the groom shouldn't be showing up the bride for being a shitty dancer. No. And again, contextually, on what planet did Drab learn ballet? They didn't even make it like a bit of salsa moves or something he could have Yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I would have been so upset. I would have been horrified if my husband did this. Horrified. The looking at Loz standing there, just kind of like really awkwardly, just not doing anything. So he's picked up ballet moves at surf camp. I can only assume, and nothing they rehearsed he did, and that was supposed to be his the olive branch of well, let's make amends. But she does forgive him. Yeah, she goes, oh yes, I forgive you. Yeah. My God, you're an idiot. Annulment. It's not too late, Loz. You haven't even been married a day. They haven't consummated either. No. No. Leads into two of my favorite, uh, two of my top five moments. In they all, they both happen within fifteen seconds of each other. Mm -hmm. The first is Ned swoops in for a dance with Loz, and they look at each other with smouldering eyes. No. The first person that swooped in was Father Creepy. Yeah, I I blocked. No, I skipped over there. My mind. He smiles too much. He does, and like we saw him in person at the Fifi Box event. Yeah. And I think he's, he's probably a really lovely guy, but he's a very sort of super attractive person mm. in person as well. Like he's very smiley and very happy and whatever. And so when you pair that with being a priest. Yeah, he's I, creepy, I feel a bit uncomfortable. It is. That's why we yeah. call him Father Creepy, isn't yeah, it? it? Exactly. But I'm like, Father Creepy goes straight to the bride for the first. What gives you the right to have the first prize? Clearly her new son-in-law yeah. that or she her, had an affair or with. her father. Yeah. Much better choices. Anyone. Little Jimmy would have been a better choice. Yeah. He was cute dancing the, with the his mum. The best man could have been Toadie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Within So within 10 seconds, my next favourite moment is Paul swooping to rage up for a little I dance. I know. And she was... I'd love to see him pirouette on the stump. <laughs> Which was really sweet. And I thought she played it really well. She's like, this is... This is the worst day of my life. I'm my ex-husband, deadbeat ex-husband's wedding. And he's like, come on, I'll take you for a spin. That was really cool. Uh, they're just, when they get the, the tender at the men's shed next year. They're going to christen that men's shed. And they're, and they're back to their former team status. Oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to oh, be the stump I shed. I feel so sorry for you guys because you know within the first week of next year they're going to be like bitter rivals again. Well, you know, he was trying to bankrupt her like a month ago after yeah. her son had died. Like the man's got no soul. Um. Yeah. Well, she did try to kill him, kind of, didn't she? Oh, look, she I sent him remember. to prison. Yeah. Look, who hasn't sent a love interest to prison? Yeah. Like, it's an easy mistake to make. Just like I accidentally burnt down the ha- that house last week, you know? Yeah, oh, but you pulled the woman out, so it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Pipes heads off for her booty call. We'll get to that. Now, this is where Kathy and Lou decide to rekindle and remarry. Is Lou an alcoholic? Because Lou was on orange juice, which in Neighbours is a sign that you're in AA normally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that or ginger beer. And, well, ginger beer is normally you're pregnant and you're in AA. Okay. Um, which but, is what Sonia's headed for. Yep. But Kathy was on the champers. When they were sitting down deciding if they could get married, which, by the way, Lou also said that she could come to Cambodia. And the fact that he does, like, you know, sex trade there, I think that's an uncomfortable trip for them. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, when he said that, she was like, I might just stay. No, yeah. she, she'd go to a resort and, like, get pampered by poorly paid people, surely. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she would. They decide... Eh, let's just get married. Forget about the fact that we've each been remarried and divorced a hundred times. And and they don't have, as mentioned later on, they don't have a permit to get married. Is it permit? Whatever yeah, well, you need to sign some paperwork beforehand. Yeah. You can just days. decide. Even, okay, days. CJ, you got married in Vegas. Yeah, I had to take a certificate of impediment. 
which I think we've talked about yeah. on the podcast before. But I had to go to an office building and do paperwork, yeah, they, even though I got married there. And I had to go to the courthouse in Vegas. Yeah, you can't yeah. just w- waltz in. Right. But Sue's, poor thing, I don't even think they paid her a fee to officiate their fake wedding. Out, 100% they did not. Out by the lake in front of three extras. Um, <laughs> but Sue's is always one for a forgiveness story. Yeah. Because that's what she has. Because you meant to have witnesses too. Did they get those people in the park? Well, I guess it wasn't a legal wedding, so they didn't need to. Yeah, it wasn't legal, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Let's talk about one of the lowlights now. Who wants to take the lead on the proposal? Oh, is there not any more bad form than somebody trying to steal the bride and groom's thunder by going a proposal or a pregnancy announcement at a wedding? I've been at a wedding this has happened at, and I was so offended for the bride. <laughs> um, and Was I, it a big showy one or was it an no, intimate one? it was one? a drunk car park one. Get out. <laughs> Hope you're not listening, David. Anyway... <laughs> He's not listening. He doesn't um, want to name. I'm, sure, I'm sure he knows the amounts of time. The amount of times his friend, their, their friends would have gone. How did he propose? Oh. And he would have gone. Oh. So this Although was that said, you never want that to be. Well, he was really drunk <laughs> in a car park. So this was when I was still a smoker. So I looked over in the car park when I was smoking, and there was a drunk guy proposing to his girlfriend from high school, and I was so offended for the bride. And this proposal between Dalcop and staff was. Somewhat similar. And it was so it was, flippant. It, it was, was quite public too. Mm, More public were, than a... Well, it was public but still private in the sense that like no one else was really in the moment with them. Mm. You know what I mean? But it was also like he hadn't thought about that at all. It was much like their surrogacy plan. Yeah. Not thought yeah. out. Where are we going to live? We don't even like living together. Why would you get married? You can't even sleep over for two nights. And I don't want... I don't want to raise Sonia's child. I know it's a soap opera and that's part of the mm. the the push and pull of our love-hate relationship with neighbours because sometimes it has moments of greatness and other times it's like on what planet would this happen. But in one year we have Drab and Tarage going through divorce and then immediately Drab marrying Loz in and the ev- same year as his divorce goes through. And everyone being okay with it. Yep. yep. Except for the kids that didn't come. Mm. And in the same year, you've got just before Easter time, Mark and Paige about to walk down the backyard aisle and then him within months proposing to a lady he's, he would like to have yeah. a baby with suddenly. He's it- got some emotional issues. Yeah, he does. It was feels okay. I, Kate Ramsey. Yeah, that's me. He's, he's just obsessed. Uh, it, maybe once we meet Mama Brennan, I reckon there'll be some serious mummy issues that come out. Yeah. My God, she's going to be an attractive woman. She's going to be stunning. Are you saying this like she's been like contract signed? She's actually coming? No, or this you, is just in my head canon. Oh, you think maybe she'll come to the wedding? She's not coming to the wedding. <laughs> um, I don't think the wedding's going to happen. Um, do you think that they'll last? No, they can't, right? That's not even a question. No, I'm, no, I'm, they, they, I'm they won't last at all, no. He says... Want to get married? She goes, yep. Yeah. Actually, she, the first thing Sue, staff says is, okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh, all yeah. right. Staff, for God's sakes, you've, you've how many failed sham marriages have you had before? You've had the first one to the dude who liked your sister. Yeah. You've had two sham marriages to Toadie. Just give it up at this on their Max. Well, that was a mistake all around. Well, I didn't mind her with Max. Yeah, but they divorced in the end. Yeah, but that's fine. But that's you life. Think she, you think it's she would cir- be gun shy when it comes to life. marriage? It's a circle of life. Some people aren't. Some people go, let's go again. Whatever. You live once. And people on Neighbours. Plus, I was thinking when I was looking at Loz because, you know, she's a widow. Yeah. Are, are you still a widow after you get married? Like, is that still your title? Oh, good question. I don't, think, I don't think your first husband comes back to life. No. But also, like, but is yeah. it still your title? 
because you're now a wife again. You're not a widow. Th- you know what I mean? I, I don't, yeah, I don't mm. think you're called a widow. Maybe, maybe like pre- the, the merry widow. Yeah, merry widow. <laughs> Previously um, widowed. And then I'm looking around the room of the people that are left there mm. in Ramsey Street. So many people have suffered the death of a spouse yes. or a partner in Ramsey Street. I mean, I know we talked about a pedophilia cluster last week, but my God, there's... There's death all over yeah. the place. Something's in that lake. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, not just right prescription CDs. Oh, gosh. Zing. <laughs> so, can we talk about the second most offensive thing at that wedding reception? I can't even guess. The bloody bouquet toss that somehow <gasps> oh, yeah. men were involved with. Okay. No, 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 no. That is something. If you're going to have a bouquet toss, I'm sorry. <laughs> You poor single ladies have to get up there and catch it. It's, it's a woman-only event. No, I disagree here, Kate. I think it, it was Drab's only redeeming feature of 2016 <laughs> is him going, let's get the blokes involved as no, well. No, 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 I'm sorry. Look, when I was, well, before I was married, I, I wouldn't participate in it anyway, but you can stay sitting at the table without going, I'm not going up there looking like some desperado with the yeah. bouquet. I just felt it made a mockery of wedding traditions. I am... Um... I always wanted to have it and play single ladies. I really I did, but I never got to. Oh, I did actually throw it at my party. Yeah. But, but no, the thing that I loved is that um, Dalcop and staff kind of have a bit of a gender bend role yeah. thing going on. He's being all maternal and yeah, gushy. Yeah. yeah. They have, a, you know, it's not too outright, but it's there. Yeah. And so I love that he caught the bouquet. Yes. And that he like fully tackled those women. mm and, well, I don't think there was another man interested in it. He was the only one. And he just, like, he went out in front of them and, like, knocked a couple of <laughs> girls over. But thank God the toddler wasn't there because she would have been on the floor. Yeah. He was out for that bouquet. He was like, it was like Muriel's wedding for <laughs> me, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think the whole wedding actually made a mockery of weddings. Yes. Yeah, true, true. So, side note, during that bouquet toss, I was like, Paige and Piper, those bitches – this is your mum's special day. Get back in there and catch that damn bouquet, you little shit. Yeah, because you know what? I didn't have a bouquet toss because I liked my bouquet and I wanted to keep it. Well, you're supposed to have a... Yeah, oh, and I can see a bouquet behind CJ's head blending in with her pink hair at the moment. You're supposed to have a backup one for throwing. The, the, yeah, t- yeah, I had to. Okay, you probably don't know. Wedding flowers are super expensive. That, that would have been like another like $100 to get it some sort of mini bouquet. Firstly, I know weddings. I'm Greek. I've been to twenty five thousand of them. Have you paid for a wedding bouquet? <laughs> no, but I've 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 heard of them. I've heard stories. This is the reason I'm not getting married. I'm going to use my money for things. That I, that <laughs> Stop. Um, I had two. I bought them both of eBay. Oh no, I bought that from a wedding shop. But um, they both cost me like twenty dollars. I'll tell you what. Like in 30, 40 years' time, if you somehow have to reunite with Hamish from being apart, you can give him a piece of one of those flowers in a card. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll go, geez, it looks exactly the same. In, in fact, when I, when I had bridesmaids duties for my friend's wedding that was kind of like DIY, get it all done yourselves, and not like Pinterest DIY, like actual gluing shit to jars and whatever, yep. I went to – we would – piecing it together out of wildflowers and stuff. Yeah. And we had like grasses and weeds and things. And I went to like a local dentist and I was hacking lavender, lavender off, like English lavender (laughs) off of the bush. And like that was proper, like get your hands dirty. Like that was like a $5 bouquet. It was incredible. Anyway. Um, I love that. One of my favourite weddings ever was like, um, it was like in a, a, at a farm and we went and picked the flowers Mm. together. It was lovely. Oh, at this point, Dolcop, they've headed back to the calf for a chat and Ned's making amends. He's like, thanks, you've, I've really felt like part of this family. I'm like, well, you wanted to have sex with one of the bridal party, but sure, that's fine. Don't worry. You wanted to have sex with the bride. So <laughs> that's family. That's family in Game of Thrones maybe, but sure. Back at the cafe, they go for a chat and they look like the three tenors. Um, it was Breno, 
Drab and Ned walking in with their white shirts. And uh, Mark's colleague, the lady cop, comes mm-hmm. in. Oh, excuse me. Date Liz? No. It no, no. It, was, oh, it wasn't Date Liz. It was just Lady Cop. Oh, Lady Cop. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Pardon me. Okay. We're both like, Rah, on that one. She comes in and is like, you're under arrest straight away to Ned, pulls out the handcuffs because Maxine's filed a complaint, and then Dole Cop, on his day off, grabs the handcuffs and cuffs Ned right then and there. I'm like, mate, that's your colleague. This is why... He's got form for it on a wedding day, though. But the, Yeah, exactly. But this is why women can't break through the glass ceiling. Like, she's there trying to have her big moment mm. at work, and her workmate's gone, I'll, I'll take this, love, and reads him his rights. I've got one problem with it. I've learnt from Law & Order mm-hmm. that you must have some sort of cause in order to arrest the person yes, yes. rather than just somebody saying it happened. Someone, someone making a phone call. I'm just, yeah. Nettie's as dumb as his father, isn't he? Because yeah, there's so definitely. much plausible deniability that crazy Jacka, aside from like demolishing a hotel, probably just burnt his mother's house. Yeah. So I don't know why you can't just say I didn't do it and yeah. that, that's it. Can we just have a moment of silence for the death of a, what could have been a great character this year? R.I.P. Ned, you were like, yeah, you, you had you did so much for us at the start of the year. It did so much for Vaya. Yeah, yeah. And, um, maybe 2017. And you, my great. other problem. So I feel like Dull Cop actually did the arrest because you know in Law and Order when because um, he's especially heinous. Because they say oh, it's your collar, you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's your, yeah. So I feel like it was that. Like she was saying, this is your arrest. You should have done it hours ago. But they were her you handcuffs. Know? Let, I her, know. Let, let her do her job, mate. But I want to say the wardrobe department, I think, had a pretty big moment with those shirts. They were very good quality shirts. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I they were notice. lovely. Mm-hmm. Check them out. I will. I thought they were expensive and then I thought, you know what? They actually probably have a good stock of wedding shirts in there. Mm. And some bright spark in the wardrobe department years ago said we should buy good quality ones because yeah. there's going to be a lot of weddings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to rip through them. Now, yeah. As um, long as we're discussing fashion, Loz's wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts. Questionable. Yeah, questionable, great word. I thought because I thought the men did actually look quite dashing. Yeah, the men looked great. And Pajan pipes looked pretty, but kind of like the flamenco dancer. Yeah, they maybe school social mm. attire, not wedding attire. Look, I'll go with they looked pretty saucy. Pretty saucy. Yep. Loz looked matronly. She didn't look yeah. like a bride. She had like all these flowers stuck to her. I thought actually Kathy's beautiful blue. Oh, blue- Kathy! Kathy yeah. was best on ground when fa- on the fashion stage. Describe Kath- describe her blue dress. Oh, I think it was a print shift dress underneath mm, with yeah. a, a, a light blue um, chiffon mm-hmm. chagallero on top. <laughs> but I think a blue chagallero chiffon. Is one hundred percent appropriate mother of the bride outfit. It is, but her. it's also it's just Kathy. Yeah, like that's her. And Lauren would have looked lovely in and something like this that. This is the one day where I would have thought, mm. let's get her in yellow. Like she rocks a yellow shirt. Mm. Mm. Also, well, to um, her daughter's weddings, she she wore like mm. coral coral dresses. Yes. which looked very pretty on her. Isn't but, it lovely that her daughter's weddings never happen? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ill, Ill-fated. She's like, but, I, I got it together, kids. Why don't, what about you guys? Yeah. I feel hair and makeup dropped the ball though. Because okay. she looked, her hair looked quite harsh. I feel they should have gone much more softer and feminine. For she on did her look hair. quite harsh, and actually, I'm, yeah, they should have yeah soft, beautiful curls. Mm. And the girls, Pipes and Paige, had br- those braided updos. They looked like they were going to a dance concert. <laughs> they looked like they was mm. hairsprayed in and not moving. I had less problem with the braids because at least they were on character for Piper. 
And also they're quite fashionable at the moment mm. as well. Yeah, okay. I don't know what's fashionable at the moment. Mm. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I just think she looked matronly. She looked very – the lipstick matching the flowers yeah. was a bit much. I think it was too – There's also um, – um, Too strong, you know. There comes a point where you've got to tone down your eyeliner as you age because it makes your eyes look very old. Nah, you do you. I like yeah. a bit of bold yeah. eyeliner. Uh, she, she looked harsh. I liked the moment where – so they've just found out that Ned's been taken in and she had red eyes, like she'd been bawling. She looked more devastated that Ned had been arrested than her husband <laughs> lying to her for the whole year. Yeah. And then we find out in the swoop of one sentence that he's the hearing's been pushed forward. Oh, I loved that. It was so neighbours-y. So the hearing had been pushed forward even before the rece- even before she gets home from the reception. The hearing's been done. He's he's on he's at the remand centre, which the Melbourne Remand Centre is not an easy place. Ned's not making it out there without at least a bit of a hobble. Oh. And the judge has got it in for him. And he's been uh, denied bail. Yeah. Yeah. All in an afternoon, and, it's, which is like a Saturday, wedding day. Yeah. Unless, well, it's probably a drab wedding. It's probably be a Friday. Friday yeah, night, yeah, yeah. cheapo wedding. That being said, the minute the judge found out that Dale Cobb had anything to do with it, he thought, no, right, batten down the hatches, guys. We can't have any crappy detective, detective work here because this guy's already got, screwed it up. Got to dot our eyes across mm, our T's. Yeah, yeah. So she's Devo and too Devo to get in the combi to go on their honeymoon. Tell you what, though, that's, that's your classic I've got my period excuse to get out of going on a bloody camping holiday because I'd be like, oh, sorry, oh, what a shame, we can't do it now. Your son's in prison, bang, done. Um, but, but Lou's like, I'll take your second-rate honeymoon for free. Did, didn't you love how it, like the look he gave Kathy? Like, All right, tell it, come on, come on, tell her now. They didn't even pack. They just hopped straight in to the combi. That's a good point because I don't think they can wear each other's clothes. I'm just imagining Lou in um, Brad's outfits. Or in the Shrugalero. <laughs> Like Kathy and Lauren could probably swap Look, a bit. I, but I think it's safe to say that um, Lou is a fair bit portlier than yeah, Drab. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a more of a sturdy man. Lou, yeah. Lou ain't pirouetting at anybody's reception anytime no. soon. <laughs> so the last like minute and a half of the finale, we have the twin pregnancy tests. Oh. And I was very confused because I've never taken a pregnancy test Really? That's exciting. So I didn't know. I've only seen them on TV, so I don't know yeah, what the line. No, Vea was quite confused because I was watching you on Periscope. Yeah, I was periscoping myself watching Neighbours. Which was quite <laughs> complex trying to like tweet, watch you on Periscope and also have my toddler trying to touch both screens yeah. I was looking at. Neighbours pod, follow us on Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so, you guys are part of this like social media world that I'm not, but it's actually my job. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> watch the replay. We're just, um, we're airing down the minds in you right now. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> So, um, yeah, there was two lines on it. And Vea's like, what do the two lines mean? What do they mean? What do they mean? Does it, CJ, we know what it means. It, it means... Does it mean pause? It means pregnant. <laughs> so the two lines. So when I told my husband I was pregnant, I woke him up and said, there's two lines, there's two lines. And he said, I don't know what that means. Yes, me, oh. me and yeah. Hamish. See, see my, my husband got home from work and I showed the test to him after I'd written because I'd um, baked some pies for dinner that night and actually wrote dad on his pie in oh, sauce and baked it. That is the sweetest thing. <laughs> He, so he, did, he saw it and he was like, oh, he saw mama, mine and dad on his and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 we're the cat's parents. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he goes, and then I show him the test and he's looking at it and he's like, what does this mean? And the test, it actually says, it indi- has a little picture pregnant, that says one line, pregnant, two lines, pregnant. He, he was pregnant. looking at it upside down. So oh. he's trying to read. He's like, I can't read what this says. I'm like, it's upside down. Oh, you made pies and you wrote mum and dad on them. But he thought I was talking about being cat parents, which we still are. Yeah, you yeah. still got them. Yeah. So men, any men out there, 
two lines means pregnant. Yeah, two lines preg, one but line not. if you get handed a pregnancy test which is in green lines, go, get the F out of my face, woman, because there ain't no pregnancy tests which come in green. What are you oh, talking really? about? I mean, they're fake. That, that's clearly a fake pregnancy test. Oh, is that what colour... Sonia, uh, or I think Paige. it was Paige. Okay, she had so, a green one. So we have. Firstly, uh, my question to you, ladies, is: Do you have to do them in your dressing gown? Like, because they both wore their satin robes. It depends. Do you? I was. In do line. you need to get into yours to go to the toilet? No, I just wander out in my pajamas. Yeah, yeah. So, well, also, secondly, they're very, very strong results. That's not. Yeah, I've yeah, ju- yeah. I've, That's not. I've just missed my period. Squinting at like a, a really oh, faint line. Yeah. That is like. That's a lot of so hormone I in didn't, your wee-wees. I didn't actually know that the colour of the lines indicates yeah, strength. And the strength uh, of it. And how quickly they pop up. Yeah. So, um, and they popped up quite quickly. Although we don't know because they always turn them in. So, yeah, Sonia so had that 72-hour window last week of taking the morning after pill or not. No, it no. wouldn't be that strong. So maybe no. it could be a toad baby. Well, actually, considering it was taking yeah. the morning after pill, that means she's only, like, if this is only a week after that, she, wouldn't she hasn't even missed her period yet. So no. it wouldn't actually appear on a wee test until, yeah. So but, I'm calling it baby fish. Yeah, I reckon it's I reckon it's Toadies too. Mm. Which I want. I think oh, they need to have a third kid. Which, I think that's a cute little family. Yeah. Can I um, just talk about a tweet that I did back on the 14th of January this yeah, year? Yeah. And this, we're, we're going to provide a screenshot of this. Okay, this is, this is Kate Stradamus. And let me preempt Kate Stradamus with some of her previous work, Kate actually on Twitter, before we started Neighbours, before we'd ever met, Kate tweeted that uh, Michael Williams had cheated on his wife with... Um, with, his, with her sister. With her sister, Amelia. In the back of the, um, the, the shagging wagon. The, the purple sandman. Sand while little Tash Williams was playing on the beach or whatever. And that's when the mum drowned. Yeah. I, and I managed to fit all of that information into one tweet. Yes. And it was like, I don't I think, think I, it was Rutan and I think Sandman was in there. And I don't think I've ever been as impressed as when that came true. Yes. I must have been on a neighbour's break because I don't know who any of those characters are. Anyway, going back to my Kate Stradamus. So what date was it? This was the 14th of January, 16. You can yep. see it here. Look. I yep. favoured it at the time because I was that confident about this prediction. I was like, this is, I'm going to favourite it now so I can look back on it. And yes, sure enough. So I said, okay, let's just say on the 14th of January, yes, um, that Toadie and Sonia will have a baby born by the end of the year. So almost there. Uh, almost there because the yeah. baby hasn't been born. Well, but I'm saying. Sonia's eyes, it's well and truly a baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, when we resume in the new year, Kate, Str- Kate Stradamus, I would like you to foretell the season finale of 2017, please. So just have a little okay. mull on that. I think I actually tweeted that because those two were getting it on on the regular at that stage. That was when they were sex mad. Oh, when they were like having the accents and stuff? Yeah. And also, <laughs> and I think it was also because he kept on talking about how unfertile, infertile he was. Oh, so and I was like, like, yeah. 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 So it's a miracle baby. It. It's yeah. a miracle toad baby. It's like this thing's gone nearly 12 months, man. I know. I felt, it. I felt it. I felt it. So the other pregnancy moment is Paige. So yeah. it's Paige impregnated with, we assume, the devil spawn oh, from God. when she shagged father, father Creepy in the love shack. Mm-hmm. And or remember she, how long ago was it then she slept with Tyler? Was it within pregnancy range? Not neighbours pregnancy range. Well, look. <laughs> yeah, she would have had the, bur- the yeah. baby by now. <laughs> when was that? That was when Pipes got footage of it as well, which feels like it was a long time ago. Uh, the was divorce party. The divorce party, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was what like a highlight of, highlight of 2016, that yeah, was. Well, we're already at Brad's next wedding, so 
it could have been last week, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, I, look, nah, I, for sure that it's the devil spawn. I've seen enough episodes of I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah. Where women, <laughs> women allege they got their period all throughout their pregnancy. Well, I mean, I, yeah, we, we talked earlier about there's things that happen that make you think that the body yeah. is mis- works in mysterious ways yeah and and you know sonia could still be pulling the i've got me period card for many many more months to come i i think it's so it's a bit of kate stradamus here as well oh, so cj stradamus no 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 i would like us all mm, okay. to make a prediction for these two pregnancies what's going to happen because there's right. several things that can happen from pregnancies okay what's yep. going to happen let's okay. go okay um page is going to miscarry yep after what after she and Jack decide to make a go for it. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll go around with Paige mm-hmm. first. Um, this isn't my theory, but if my, if she were to miscarry, I would love it if she'd hop back into the boxing ring and it happened that way. But anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe not. Um, my theory for Paige is she goes the pro-choice avenue mm-hmm. and ends 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 this journey. Wow. I don't think because also it's really really early days. She could it's just, at this stage it's still a tablet, isn't it? Since the balloon crash, yeah, I think um, it's not the morning before, after pill, but it's still eight weeks. I think on it? no no no, she'd have to get an abortion. No no no, but like the in medicine in, form, in, in not term, a physical. Yeah, in terms of what an abortion is at that stage, it's it's a tablet. Well, mm. sorry, question: After they come back from summer break. Do we know it's been a couple of months or is no, it direct no. on? We don't know because also they're doing the Christmas webisodes, so it's going to probably yeah. pick up right generally, after. Generally it follows straight on. Yeah. So how long – when does the tablet run? Oh, look, this is an important I, th- I think yeah. it was eight weeks. Oh. I think I had, I think I Googled this for the express oh, okay. purpose of neighbours. <laughs> I think she's – I think the neighbours thing is that they say they're going to have the abortion but then they miscarried like on the way there. Which is what happened with Hope Gottlieb's yeah. Yeah, parents. Pot's yeah, Todd. Yeah. yeah, and that's when he got run over. So yeah. we can only hope and pray that Father Creepy also gets run over on, <laughs> on the Burwood Highway. God will smite him. So I think that she's going to say, I'm getting an abortion and, you know, screw you, and she outs him. Yeah, yep, can't yep. wait. Yeah. Cannot wait for that. But then miscarriages. And so that was like God did that to her kind yeah. of thing. Well, yeah. I actually – I. Don't think they'll ever have an abortion on neighbours. I think it's too grim for them. Yeah, I think well, she'll miscarriage. Remember, they've said period a lot of times. So yeah, you know, it's a big difference between. It's, it's like different levels of health ed. It's, yeah. it's like year seven health ed versus like. But however, year it, 10. it is yeah. very early in both of these pregnancies. You're yeah. not meant to announce until the twelve week mark because of the mm. high chance of losing the baby. So, I mean, real talk. But hey, it's statistically not probable. Mm. That, oh, it's like a third of pregnancies yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, and I think Father Jack will go back to being a priest as well. He'll like have a mo- he'll have his crisis of faith where he's like, yes, mm. we'll raise our, our son Jesus together, and then. <laughs> go, um, but go. then, then as soon as he's like, yeah, no. Then he'll be back to being a priest. Yeah. yeah, go back to. He wants to be a priest about as much as Ellie wants to be an English teacher. Oh, or, yeah, or sober not. zero. Yeah. Sober. And uh, so, what do you think is going to happen with the Sonia baby? Okay, so there's going to be a right schmozzle. <laughs> it's yeah. already a right schmozzle. Yeah, where um, you know, obviously, I mean, I don't even feel like this is a prediction. I think we know this is going to happen. That um, you know, it's going to be oh, it's dull cups baby. Oh yeah, and that'll stretch out for maybe a month until she has a scan, and they'll be like, oh shit, this is like a six month old baby. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's clearly um. Toad baby. Yeah, it's got to be Toad but baby. But I yeah. think there'll be some sort of relationship breakdown between Sonia and Toadie in that time, bearing in mind yeah. the it's D-Day. The other, the other big part of the story. And part <sighs> of the um, – I just had a moment of excitement when the, you said that. I know. I feel like all of the three of us have been sitting here like we need to go to the toilet because all we want to do <laughs> is talk about the – the end. The end. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, what's, what are your thoughts on? Oh, oh God. Yeah, Sonia it's got to be. It's going to be a baby fish. It's going to be a plankton, 
and it's it's not I don't think it's dull cop baby and I so I think they'll the relationships will be torn apart for no reason yeah yeah plus I think one of these four has got to be dead by the end of next year <laughs> statistically yeah like in neighbor's land you can't have happy relationships all over the shop and see, oh, I think the relationship's going to be dead I think both of them are going to be stuffed yeah um mm. Steph and dull cop are definitely going to break up within the first three months of the year yeah and he'll be on with Ellie by this time next year and I there think and yeah, I think Sonia and um Toad will have a, a blip in their radar Kennedy style. I think they might have a little mini Kennedy divorce yep. and then yep. get mm-hmm. back on yep. by the time we resume next year. My goodness. But in a year's time. Tim Collins is just going to – his headline's going to go crazy. CJ, did you have a page uh, a Sonia theory or was are you in line with what we're thinking? I definitely think it's a it's a it's a plankton. I love that name. I think plankton <laughs> is the best. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that and I think I think maybe one of these babies will survive. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, but I'm not yeah, the, 100% the, the plankton. I think the plankton will. I think we will have plankton, yeah. The resemblance is uncanny. So this woman was just wandering around Colac? Yeah, I mean, me and Chantel, we were just playing around with our new camera and I took a heap of shots. It wasn't until I get home I saw it. OK, I, I've got to be realistic about this. She's gone. Yeah, but they never found the body, though, did they? This could be anyone, a total stranger. Total stranger who looks just like your dead wife, Dee. Bloody nice brother, isn't he? Stainy. So our last words for the year of 2016, dead wife, Dee. Yeah, and I hashtagged it. Hashtag dead wife, Dee. Hashtag dead wife, Dee. I just couldn't believe the crassness of the text message where he said, this looks familiar or whatever. And, you, and yeah. like, you're just stony. You'd think that it'd be, like, just a picture of his ass. Just yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to send your brother a photo of a living replica or a living dead wife, mm. I think a little bit more than, hey, check this out, he's all right. <laughs> check out the norgs on her. <laughs> It, yeah, there was absolutely there was zero context. Mm. There was as much context in Stoney's message as there was for Brad to be doing ballet at his wedding. Yeah. Okay, and can we just talk about that hashtag dead dead wife D is hanging out in Colac? Yeah, Colac. I love it. I love it. Now that's where the Rebecca's live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, look, I don't want to slam Colac too much, but surely that surely that's a fate worse than death. It's a bit of a hole. We used to drive through there to go to my grandparents' holiday house. It was rough, but it's not far from that area of the world where she went off the cliff. No, it is. Oh, she, it's still she, she it's inland. Off, she went off the cliff like half an hour away from the inner suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah, she went up where it yeah. be. Collects so, two like, and a half hours away from out Melbourne. Out beyond Geelong, yeah. It's um, on the same freeway. That is incredible. The picture of her made me so excited mm. seeing her beautiful face, uh, Dee Bliss. And uh, let's actually – we can announce the winner of the competition that we were running on our on NeighboursPod.com of winning a copy of Madeline West's book signed mm-hmm. by her. Kate, I got you to pick your favourite entry. Okay. So we asked the question, what's your crackpot theory as to the whereabouts of D this whole time? And the runner-up is Chris from Salford, whose theory was she was adopted by the Australian mer people of the magical water who once helped Libby regain her own face after a freak face transplant – and also stole Zeke's memories, making him Lost Boy, and worshipped as their ruler until Toadie was deemed worthy of her return. Excellent. You'll be getting some merchandise from our prize cupboard. Chris? And our winner is Gemma from Lincolnshire, whose theory was, Dee has been a meter maid on the GC. She, like Harold, developed amnesia. When she gained her memory back, she returned to Toadie, but discovered him to be in a wheelchair dressed as a rocket. She went back to the GC until now. 
Put the Gold Coast flavour back in. I do like it. I do like it that someone from Lincolnshire knows about meter maids now. I feel somewhat responsible for that. Yeah, it's really brought the neighbours family yep. closer together. It's united Brits and Aussies as one. So congratulations, Gemma. Thanks for your contribution. To wrap it up, we've got a couple of voice memos to play from some Neighbours pals that have sent them. Neighbourspod.com if you ever want to contact us. And check out our Toadie for Gold Logie campaign. One of these messages is a tribute to Toadie. We'll actually start with that. It's from Tom Marlowe underscore. He's going to give us his shining moment of Toadfish glory of 2016 and why he he deserves this Logie. And then we'll finish off with Father Bananas and Matthew from Merseyside and they will give us their 2016 standout moments. So we'll go out on them. Mm, Great. Gals, thank you for all your efforts. No, thank you. Thank you. CJ, Kate, it's been a bloody treat. And we've, we've got so much more social media. Like Aaron's yeah. been coaching us. Yeah. We've got a YouTube channel, Neighbours Pod. And Vaya and I are going to appear on community radio on Tuesday. How exciting. <laughs> With Dave Graney. You're really excited, Kate. He's Well, he's a big Neighbours fan and he also did a cameo role in Neighbours back in 1998. So we go. can question him about that. And we do have in the new year some special guests that have agreed to be on the podcast and some Neighbours alumni that are in the works. Also, um, we might do, we're going to do a couple of uh, sort of bonus podcasts. Yes, because Neighbours is releasing the Christmas webisodes on 10 Play. So we'll have to watch 12 George Clooney Nespresso ads until the oh, good Lord. episode ends. I don't ends, know if I can hack 10 Play. It is truly the worst. We should watch it live on 10 Play and count how many times those yeah. ads play. And in those podcasts, we might bring up the possibility that the podcast had a shout out this year definitely on neighbors itself yeah we, yes we think and you know what if we didn't we're gonna take it we'll take it <laughs> as a clue and we'll catch up with neighbor and maybe some other people skyping in cool. i look i would really like to go and do a buzz off law and order style uh, investigation into d's death fantastic oh, yes oh suddenly our summer schedule yes filled up <laughs> these, these these five weeks are gonna go so quickly guys but quicker keep, than ever before keep tweeting us we love your messages if you want to support um the pirate net studios and keep help us with our running costs do your book depository shopping through our affiliate link mm-hmm. on our website there's also a link to donate there if you're feeling christmasy mm. want to give us a little prez send send via some um gluten-free snacks <laughs> Because they cost a pretty penny. They do. And that's it. 2016. We'll also do, um, and in or in our bonus episodes, we will recap for you the 2017 promo yep. because yep. it gave me life. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I feel about 2017, the way I felt about Neighbours, probably I'm the height of Neighbours for me is probably Natalie Ambrulia, mm. that love triangle time. Um, and I feel that way about oh, this that's upcoming. Exciting. Um, someone's coming back from the dead and someone we love. Someone we love. Yeah. And it's 13 years. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. I think a standout moment for Toadie this year has definitely been this current surrogacy storyline. And part of it, I think, stems back to Steph's return at the end of last year. There's been certain moments and, and just in a lot of scenes, we don't need to witness Toadie and Steph as characters say anything to each other, but the way... Ryan and Carla just portray their characters around each other speaks absolute volumes about the depth that they've they've got to with their characters and the rich history that Tony and Steph share and obviously it's highlighted in this current storyline but throughout the year it's been really enjoyable to watch 
that deep friendship develop and it, it occurs in every scene whether we realise it or not and I think that's an absolute credit to Ryan as an actor and fantastic for Tony too. He's had such a fantastic year and, yeah, this, this current storyline definitely takes the cake. Merry Christmas, neighbours. So many potential highlights this year. Drilling Me Softly, Hotel Death Trap, Ceramic Pigeons, Nana Tanaka's Final Words, Ned. But my absolute highlight has to be Aaron Down the Mines giving a special shout-out to The Art of Neighbours by ordering the Chargrill Baby Octopus in Harold's. I love you, bye! Hello, neighbours. Matthew Rimmer here, calling from the UK. So, what a year it has been. Hotel Death Trap, Snakes on a Lane and The Balloon Crash. And let's not forget the months Lauren spent seemingly incapable of leaving the poolside as she drew her way into a sticky situation with her future stepson. And mere months after the deaths of his son and his father, Brad remarries. Mere months after his wedding to Paige, Mark proposed to Steph. Mere minutes after Father Jack saved Paige's life, he loosened the dog collar. And at least 12 months before Tyler should ethically even consider hooking up with Piper, he went there anyway. The creep. Although just one of many creeps this year. Shout out to best newcomer Xanthi. I do enjoy the whole Canning clan. And you asked for favourite 2016 Toady moments. Well, for me it has to be the scenes where Toady was wrestling with Sonya's surrogacy offer and was reduced to tears. Some of Ryan Maloney's best work and great to see him given some meaty material to tackle. Anyway, it was the hotel death trap that brought me to Neighbours and I would like to share a crackpot theory with you. We were promised three deaths in the lead up to it, but in the end we only saw two. But what if there was a third? We never actually saw Georgia leave the hotel. Sure, Kyle and Bossy say they're with her in Germany, but can we trust them? Perhaps it's an anti-D storyline for the future. Anyway, I'll leave that with you. Thanks for producing such a fun podcast, Teen Neighbours, and adding a bright spark to 2016 with a guaranteed fortnightly chuckle. And D is alive, so 2017 can't possibly be as grim as 2016, right?